to episode number 44 of The Third Power. As always, here is your, well, one of your hosts. This is Anthony Avatolo. And as always, the man who uh, has never missed an episode, unlike myself in the early <laughs> days, is my very excited co-host, Usman Jamil. Hey, I'm excited. Man. <laughs> yes. You can always tell by the, by the tone of his voice, the man is ready to go. So, so actually, well, speaking of which... Tangent, because we'll probably have a bunch, because, spoiler alert, this set sucks for Cube. Of course, as you know, we're here to talk about Born of the Gods, which is the uh, second uh, set in the Theros block. Um, Theros was a pretty good set to us. Got a lot of, uh, got a lot of cards. Um, spoiler alert, as uh, number two, uh, not so much this time around. Yeah, the set's kind of... Uh... So it's a little on the uh, lackluster side. Somebody on Twitter said, like, it's like Bored of the Gods. And I was like, that's, that's, that's good. Bored of the I'm Gods. Gonna see, I'm going to see you on Twitter said that. I'm gonna, it's got to be here. Sort. But, yeah, the set's not very good in Cube. It's kind of kind of lackluster, kind of a underpowered set. I think lackluster is a very good term for it. Well, I mean, we certainly have uh, a couple winners, for sure. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, it's a little... Meh. Yeah, kind of. Oh, Mark Siletti. He's uh, what's his Twitter name? Buck Buck Yayo, fifty. He's a good guy. Buck Yayo. Mm-hmm. Buck Y A Y O fifty. He's a he's a good guy. Or maybe biased because he favorites a lot of stuff. I say. <laughs> he's slightly biased. I, I garner lots of stars from that. Yeah, guy. good good guy. <laughs> so he must be a good yep. guy. But yeah, um, so that's kind of bad. Um, before we get into it, do you want to talk about the conspiracy card that got spoiled? Whatever Magister of Worth that got spoiled. Yeah, yeah, we can we can talk real briefly about that. Um, as somewhere in Asia, Thailand, maybe it was. Uh, it was the Philippines. Philippines. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a uh, what looked to be a card accidentally put into the pack. Uh, which did not belong. Um, and it's a uh, basically it's a big dumb uh, white black angel, right? It's a six drop angel. Is it a four four? Yes, four four right. flyer. So it's so it's a four four, and the mechanic is called Will, conspiracy. What's it Will called? Will of the council. Will of the council. So basically, uh, you basically run it gladiator style, right? And you give it the thumbs up or the thumbs down. Yeah. So when it comes into play, if it gets more thumbs up than thumbs down, you uh, kind of all Hollow's Eve where all the creatures come back into play. I guess Lily Ultimate. Yeah. Well, what happens is um, it's also if it's tied, which is the big thing. Like if it's tied or yeah, if there's more thumbs up, everything, all the creatures in the graves come back. So I guess yeah, it's like Liliana 
Babylonianas. Right. I guess there's multiple. <laughs> yeah, five Babylonianas. OG, OG Lily. Ultimate. Yeah. Everything comes back comes back into play. If it's tied or thumbs down, it's a Desolation Giant. Yeah. Right? Destroy all creatures other than it. Okay. Yeah. Right. So up everything else. And it's six mana for a four four flyer, which isn't bad. Like that's not that's not awful. No, it's certainly not terrible. I mean. It, we're talking about, unfortunately, we're talking about a very, very competitive uh, guild. Yeah. Especially in uh, in recent. Uh, like, I'm not sure if I'd rather have, uh, would you rather have this or Obsidat? Probably Obsidat. Yeah, I mean, I'm currently running Obsidat. Obsidat's yeah. sweet. So. Obsidizzle. Obsidat. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's an interesting mechanic, and I guess it's from a set this summer called Conspiracy. Okay. And well, and you see now the rumor is that there is a second card too, that on the back of that card or somewhere on that card, there is a phone number, and when you call it, it gives you the other card. Oh yeah, the, the Cogwork Librarian. Yeah, Cogwork, Cogworth, Cogwork Librarian, which basically, for those of you familiar with uh, some custom cube cards, is double dip. So Double Dip is a card that I've seen in other people's cubes. I think uh, Eric Klug made a few of them, um, and it's a picture of an ice cream cone, and it basically says you can put this card into the pack, and you may draft two cards from this pack. Yep. So basically this Cogwork Librarian or whatever, what's a 3-3 three, three for 4, and when you draft it, it says you've drafted face up, and you may put it back into a pack and take two cards from that pack. Yeah. So it's it's literally double dip. I'm wondering how <laughs> wondering how highly I would take that card in draft. You know, I don't know. It feels like it shouldn't be a late pick. Like it seems like it's, it if you get it like twelfth pick, it's too late unless it's packed. Yeah. But even then, like literally, the first opportunity you have where you don't have a strong, if you're in pack one or two, and you don't have a pick that's kind of quote unquote worthy of where you are in the pack. Mm-hmm. You just jam it automatically, right? And then you can you basically get you know two first packs out of one of the other packs. Yeah, and that's uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's no joke. I mean, that's uh, one of the reasons why uh, what's his name is so good. Why uh, the uh, unhinged card? Double dip? Uh, no, 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 no. The unhinged uh, uh, booster two. Oh yeah. Oh you Jesus. A, yeah. You you get a first pick again. Yeah, booster two is so, so. good. Especially when you put it on Isochron Scepter. Yeah, that's true. And it's real nice. Yeah, that is really nice. Yeah, wow. So, yep, yep, yep. That's a good one, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the the big thing is, so these cards are neat. Like, you know, I'm not a, I'm probably not adding the Angel, because uh, if you play multiplayer cube, then yeah, like, then that card becomes way more fun, right? Otherwise, it's just, I mean, I guess six mana Desolation Giant that's a 4-4 flyer isn't terrible. I mean, it's still pretty good. Like, Because regardless, you can force the Wrath Yeah. just by thumbs downing it. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the Wrath. So, I mean, the card's certainly decent. Um, and, you know, but six mana Wraths are a little, eh, a little sketchy. Competition's a little much in the uh, in the in the format uh at the in in the guild I should say but otherwise I actually think it's I mean it's fairly decent and if you play multiplayer at all it's just like 
I feel like it's almost an auto-in if you multiplayer. Yeah, and it seems like a very interesting mechanic for sure. Like, wondering what conspiracy is going to be like. But, I mean, that, that seems pretty sweet. Well, and then what conspiracy itself I mean, to me, it looks like or feels like between these two cards that it might be its own custom draft set. Yeah. Much like <gasps> the cube. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> so uh, so that's exciting, I think. The fact that if they're making, you know, if we're going to see a, a, a custom uh, draft set come out down the line here, I think that's certainly interesting, and, uh, and it kind of makes me excited to see what it actually is. Because if it's now, hopefully, you know, everything won't be just geared towards multiplayer. Um, but if if it's not just geared towards multiplayer, and it's just like, hey, here's some more cards for you know the card pool, then I think we have a chance to, uh, for something really exciting. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of good cards. Like that card actually seems fine for one on one. I think it's just a it's a nice nicely designed card. Yeah. Seems seems nice. So, and of course, the other card's so sweet. Yeah. The uh, Codworth Librarian or whatever. Like, the fact that that's actually a magic card, like, I almost feel like uh, I'm auto-including that. Because, like, I almost put the double dip. And now, to go with the double dip card, there is also a table card. That if it's a picture of a table, and that if you draft the table card at the end of the draft, you feel that you have the table card. Nice. Which means... Not moving. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Of course, you know, it's, it's not a real magic card, so, you know, some people are, are a little down on it or whatever, but, you know, it's okay. Different, different strokes. At least this one, you know, this one's actually a, a creature and actually a thing, you know. Yeah. And, you know, who knows? Maybe you have a, uh, maybe you just need another artifact in your artifact deck and you want to play three threes for four. I don't yeah, know. maybe you need a... doesn't do anything else, right? It's just a three three for yeah, four. Yeah, it's just a hill giant. Or dodecapod. Ooh. But without the, uh, the cool discard thing, pose. yeah. So yeah, that seemed interesting. I was, uh, yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to that. I think that'll be I think that'll be yeah. cool. Should we do the uh, the old the old crack a pack? Oh yes, surely we can do the crack a pack. Right. Um, so we'll crack a pack out of your yeah. Team. I actually have it with me right now. I'll stand. All right. So I guess uh, while you call, I will type here. Let me go ahead and. Make sure that I am ready. Awesome. And go ahead. All right, so the first card is a Johnny Collar of the Pride. Card's a sweet, sweet one. It's a cat. I like that Me card. Me too. That card's... I, I like it more than probably most people I do. I probably am the same, but that card's stupid. Like, that card's dumb. <laughs> Maybe I just like cat cards more than I should, because cats are awesome. Yeah. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> my second card. Lone Lion. <laughs> Nice. It's a theme pack. <laughs> What's it gonna get? Bob McConnell third. Ooh, Bob McConnell. What what other cat themed card could we get? Uh, probably other flavors of a Johnny. What other cat cards are there? I think blistering fire cat. Oh, elemental cat. Oh right. I think, it, I think it's scalding yarn. I mean tarn. <laughs> I think Firecat is, I think it's an Elemental Cat. Yeah, Elemental Cat. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. All right, next card. Isamaru Round of Kondo. Really? Oh, dogs and cats. Living together. Living together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> and I'm, I'm picking this out of, like, because I'm just picking this out of random sections from the cube, so it's not, like, all the same deck. 
Right, this right. is ridiculous. Next card, this will probably be something like a treachery. Who, uh, who knows? Um, okay, Zozu the Punisher. It's neither right. cat nor dog, but it's a goblin. So I guess that's a... It, it is certainly a goblin. Okay. All right. Next card. Uh, Primal Command. Primal Command. It's actually a recent edition. I have no idea how it is. Uh, next card, Forbid. That's certainly not a cat card. No, it is Unless not. You're to... Although you can free right tell your cat to get yeah. down. Oh, yes. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and that's what you have to keep doing it because you don't listen the first time. So you're like, buy it back. Yeah. <laughs> buy it back. Get down. Next card, Ankh of Mishra. Ooh, so we have Ankh and Zozu. Interesting. That is definitely interesting. That card is... That card is something. Uh, yeah, that, that card certainly is something. And I'm still trying to get a, uh, a pretty one for my cube. I have not been able to obtain it. You can always just get a collector's edition. That's what I have. Yeah, I guess. They're like a couple bucks, and they look pretty much just like Alpha. I just kind of wanted just like a foreign revised. Was it revised? Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, sure it was. Right? I believe I so. Just able to find a foreign revised one with black borders, but... Let me see. I know I know. it was pl- when I played back in the day. Yeah, um... Alpha until sixth edition, and the sixth edition art looks like that art is terrible. Yeah, it looks like a windmill. Yeah, fifth right? and fifth and sixth edition had that stupid windmill art. Ugh. That art sucks. Yeah. Yeah, you suck, art. Take that. Next card, Yogmoth's will. Ooh. Yep. Okay. Next card, Dungeon Geists, aka Dungeon Geese. That's what I call it. People probably think I'm weird, but they're probably right. <laughs> I mean, I'll correct you when you say something incorrect. <laughs> oh, wow. Next card, Ajani, gold main. Oh, my God. The cats. So many cats. cats. Cat tribal. <laughs> Next, uh, v- Vencer, Shaper Savant. Dude. I like that. I like that card probably more than I should. Because, uh, that card's yeah. sweet. Uh, next card, Ophiomancer. Ooh. All right. Next card. What is this next card here? Douthy Horror. All right. Next card. Horizon Canopy. And the last card. Last card. Got to make it dramatic. Got to make it. Kelvin Champion. Not bad. All right. Not bad. Well, this pack, I mean, there's a lot of good cards in this pack. This pack doesn't scream to me of bombs. This this pack does not look dreadfully impressive when you compare it to some of the other, you think about some of the other cards that are in the cube. Mm-hmm. It's certainly a little, uh, eh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but there, we certainly have a, a few options and a few ways to go here. Yeah. Um, we could, we could Ankh of Mishra, at least this is my thought process anyway. So we could like Ankh of Mishra hoping to wield Zozu. Oh, nice. Um, and, and kind of do that plan. Alternatively, we can just grab one of the planeswalkers and ride that. Yeah. That could be like white, like, which one do you think would wheel? Do you think Goldmane or Holler? If one of them did. I guess the, so, so here's, 
I think maybe a better question is which one would we rather have? Yeah. Um, and you know, it's tough to tell first pack, first pick. Um, I think it, it almost, yeah, I think older players, I don't know, maybe that, maybe this is a bunch of bunk, but I kind of feel like older players might take a Johnny Goldmain first. Mm-hmm. Um, while if you're playing with people who have recently only started playing in the past year or two, might snap, uh, might draft caller the pride first. Yeah. Um, just from a familiarity thing. Yeah. So for me, like, I think, I, I think what I would do in this draft is I would, and Fencer is also a very good pick here as well. I was well. thinking maybe Fencer, um, but again, I just love the card anyway. Like, that card is just yeah, so, same. so good. Card is real good. I think for me, what I'm going to do is, uh, I'm either going to, unfortunately, since I don't have Ankh in my cube, I don't know how good it is. I have a feeling it's very, very good. It's a solid card, yeah. I mean, people tend to get scared of the symmetry of it, but, like, you're the aggro deck. Who cares if you're taking damage? And it's all—it's like an right. unblockable 2-2 a lot of the times. Like, they get, right. they get like to con- like they get to control it ultimately, the opponent does, so they're not going to go, I'm at 2, landfall, I die. Well, <laughs> right. Oops. Yeah. It's like, well, that's not good. <laughs> right. And that's putting it very, very nicely. All right. Are you sure you want to do that? Yep. So, uh, so yeah. So for me, I I think what I'm going to do, having not a ton of experience with Ankh, I think I'm going to stick with what I'm familiar with. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to draft. Uh, for me, I think I'm going to draft Caller of the Pride here and uh, look to wheel a number of cards. Uh, getting getting a Loam Lion on the way back might be good if we're if we wind up in that kind of deck. Isamaru would be good in our deck. Um, a Goldmane, obviously, would be real good in our deck. I mean, depending on our second color, uh, even Horizon Canopy is a, is a fine fixer as well, if that kind of comes back around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously the Venser is not coming back around, but we could we could then, you know, a Fiamancer or two in the deck. So there's a, I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of nice second picks. But for me, I think I'm going to take Caller of the Pride just by a whisker over a Johnny Gold. <laughs> I like it. Thank you, thank you. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking either yeah, Johnny or Fencer, just as a nice, a nice safe pick. Yeah, Fencer. I just, I'd really love. I, I've been lately falling in love with like tempo decks, like Blue Tempo, and that card just fits that deck like a glove. Even just in gen- any generic blue deck, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty hyped about that card. I'm, I'm, I wish there was some kind of effect like that. Like, a lot of the blue bounce cards, I'm wondering if, like, that effect may be, for lack of a better term, priced out. Like, mm-hmm. kind of like three-mana LD is considered too too cheap nowadays, so if they print, like, LD, it's, like, way expensive and awful. Right, two-mana two counter spells are, are priced mm-hmm. out. Yeah, and I'm wondering if that may be the same thing with, like, bounce that hits land or something, or bounce in general. Like, if it's, you know, too... If, a fact like Venser, I don't, or like Venser, Riftwing, Cloudskate, like if those kind of effects are considered too cheap for nowadays. I don't know if we've really heard anything about that. Like, because yeah, they've talked about how two mana counter magic is too cheap, especially when they kind of like, that when they threw mana leak under the bus. When they were like, oh, mana leak's too good because of uh, Titans or something. It's like, no, <laughs> it's, not, it's not mana leak's problem, it's Titans. Right, except for that, you know, we'll, I, I don't know if we'll see Mana Leak again. Yeah, Mana Leak definitely won't uh, be. Mana Leak definitely won't. If anything, because A, power level, B, it felt like it kind of, like, took the sword. Like, it kind of, like, 
when when there was like the format was defined by Titans, it was kind of blamed for that. It was kind of like, well, Manalik defined it. You know, you couldn't like it was just ridiculous in that format. I'm not really sure. I just remember the preview article for Cavernous Souls just like threw Manalik under the bus. It was like this card's way too good. Um, so here's uh, Cavernous Souls, and there you go. And right. it's just like what? Huh? I don't know. I get off it. <laughs> No, I, and I think – I mean, just the same way – I mean, they, they, they like to try things. Yeah. For example, they tried putting Lightning Bolt back in the format and kept it in for a while. And then eventually everyone realized, oh, hey, if this card's – much like Flame Tunkabu in Standard, if this card's legal, we're just going to jam it in every deck possible mm-hmm. because it's ridiculous. Well, I remember even when they reprinted it, they were hinting that, like, even early on before it kind of dominated the format – for a while, I remember they were saying, like, Morrow, I forget, maybe there's some other people were saying, like, kind of like how certain effects kind of have ebbs and tides. Like, they kind of wax and wane. Uh, they said, like, Lightning Bolt was one of those effects where they said, it'll be in the core set for a bit, you know, but, you know, there'll be a time when it goes out and it gets replaced by something else, but we're not really sure on what or something. Sure. And it was there for, I think, a couple of years, and I was kind of surprised it stayed in for two years. I think the same thing will happen with Mana Leak in yes. M12. Yes, it was in uh, yes, it was in two corsets. Yeah. and it's kind of strange. Like I'm wondering what it's kind of in a weird area, kind of like kind of like with two ones, where it's like how much design space is there with that kind of effect? Just because the numbers are so constrained that you can only really mm-hmm. do so much, and I think that may be what kind of broke made two ones for one break out of just being Savannah Lions, just being have, and I think also creature, like creature push or whatever. Power creep? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the term. <laughs> but, you know, it's something like that where I feel like what, how much design space do they have for a two damage spell, like burst lightning, firebolt, uh, magma spray, whatever, you know, all those kinds of just effects that... Color of flame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, I wonder how much design space there is. Same thing with like dual lands. That don't come. That aren't like ridiculous. There's mm-hmm. only so much design space, and it's amazing how they've gotten so much design space out of like such a such a small area for however many years, like twenty years or so. Right. Even though a lot of them were just like awful, like the Tempest dual lands are just like ugh. <laughs> yeah, those uh, not so good. Hey, speaking of uh, of which, uh, a quick backpedal. I was watching Jeopardy the other day, and the one contestant's name, her name was Tarn. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's because your father was uh, uh, like a mountain climber or whatever, right? And she's like, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's a mountain lake. I'm like, yep. yeah, I already knew mm-hmm. that. <sighs> Thanks. Yep. Thanks, man. It, scal- it was a scalding. I don't know. She didn't say, but she didn't win, so she was probably not very scalding. Womp, womp, womp. So, hey, so looking through this pack, have you um have you added Elfiomancer yet? I remember. I did. have. I have not seen it yet. Okay. But yes, I certainly have. Nice. And I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays nice. out. But haven't had a chance. Uh, haven't had a chance to really cube yet. Today was uh, getting a chance to go out and uh, play in a pre-release. Today was actually uh, a treat for me. So how did your pre-release go? Why, thank you for asking. (laughs) 
My deck, my deck was real nice. Uh, the, the, as, as this set doesn't look that great for cube, it's a ton of fun in uh, limited. Um, there's tons of tricks. Um, it, it was kind of a tricky format to begin with, but now there's way more combat tricks. Nice. That's kind of harkens back to the days of old magic. Um, there's just a bunch of like pumps and bounce spells and like you Bestow. know, yeah, like there's you know there's you know. So I, I wrote an article a while back about like uh, how basically how auras and uh, combat tricks like giant growth, for example, are really you know out of kind of out of vogue in uh, in in cube <laughs> because the removal is just too good. You know, like the removal is so good now, it's uh, it's so easy to get two for one when doing any of those sorts of mm-hmm. things that it makes it rough to uh, to want to do anything more with yeah. it. Um, it. It's kind of a hard thing to push, uh, as it were. So, but this format kind of harkens back to days. I mean, there's just spells being cast, all kinds of combat tricks. There's just stuff being cast all over the place, and it's a uh, it was a blast. My uh, I picked the blue guild. Um, and, uh, I wound up with a nice blue-black deck, um, that featured something like six bounce spells, um, I think I had two removal spells, um, and I had, I opened the black, uh, open Phoenix, which is the blue-black card. Oh, wow. Yeah, let me tell you how, as fun as Torment is, let me tell you how not fun that card is to play against. I can just ask every one of my opponents who I played it against. That card is just not. It fair. just seems like a lot of mill cards are in kind of this weird space where it's just like they're either just like they're awful for limited, and it just seems like there's a lot of casual appeal. Like it's it's mainly just casual appeal, and it seems like that's the space they have is just like casual appeal and just like stupid limited cards. Ca- casual casual uh, casual players love mill decks. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of the way it is. But I mean, I, I killed someone on turn six. Without ever attacking. Wow, wow! Because I just went, I went turn, I went turn three, play the O six wall, turn four, play a two four, turn five, play the god, mill you for ten, <laughs> untap, untap, play another, uh, like play another card, um, like uh, play another card, block again, mill you for 10, or, or it, may, it may have been more than that. Like, it's just stupid. That's dumb. Wow. <laughs> so I think it was 1, 2, 3, 4. I think I, I made a play. I might have played a 6-drop that had three symbols on it, and I was able to activate my god then, too, to build them for an additional 7. <laughs> it was just like, but literally, like, you play that card, and if you have, like, any creatures on the board at all, you just untap and you win. It's so difficult. Yeah. Uh, it's so difficult to win. Um, I also had two great merchants in my deck as nice. well. Nice. So, uh, my deck was real nice. Uh, I went, uh, I wound up going three and one. I basically had two multi fives in my, my very close three game match with a red, white, put all your stuff on one guy and hope for the best deck. And my deck has like a ton of belt spells. So like I was set up really well against that deck, but he got me. So I just could never, uh, couldn't quite stabilize. Oh, also, uh, my, uh, what is it, Howler called? Night Howler? Night Howler? That card's real, that card's real fun with the Amelia guy. I did that in the last round. Wow. It's like, mill you for a five. Oh, now it's an eight, eight. <laughs> mill you for eight. Now it's a 13, 13. Mill you. <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. Wow. 
But yeah, like the you know the blue black creatures are all like real heavy back end you know the ones I played. So I had like O six walls, I had a bunch of two fours, I had some like one threes for two and one threes for three, you know. Uh, so it's just any creatures on board at all. I'm just like, mm, mill half your deck. Hope you can kill me before I untap. Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't. Yeah, time yeah. to kill you now. There you go. <laughs> so, so but the format was very fun and. Uh, yeah, I was a fan. I, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. That's good. So. That's yeah. good, yeah. And then I uh, got some prize packs and didn't really open anything particularly great, except for one of the cards, uh, some little foreshadowing. I think one of the cards that I actually like for Cube. Nice. It was a green card. Green card. Ah, I like mm-hmm. this. I like green cards. So, so, so yeah, you know, sort of... <laughs> That's a brown person joke, by the way, for all of you who are maybe dear to the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like it. Usually we don't associate uh, Usman people with green cards, but whatever. Hey, you know. We certainly can. Gotta applies. get there somehow, you know. <laughs> gotta <right>. get there. <laughs> Speaking of green cards, I'm kind of looking through my cube. I, I'm through that crackback. I, I have high hopes for Primal Command. I don't... Prim- I, I wish the... the, the minor tangent on on commands it's it's so annoying like how a lot of the commands have just like a blank mode almost oh right you can put together two abilities that do still nothing yeah or at least or one of them like incendiary command like oh yeah that that had like (laughs) a half of a load what is that what does that card even do i know it's like four damage to somebody okay so you could clock somebody for four deal two damage to each creature Destroy target non-basic land, or each player discards all the cards in his or her hand, then draws that many cards. Like, no, that's awful. That's that's just <laughs> trash. It's like, no, that's not really where I want to be. Like, what's the good mode on that? Like, Cryptic Command, my personal favorite mode, is Counterbounce. Like, I know so many people, like, almost always do counter draw, but my... my right, so dismiss Yeah, my favorite mode is counterbounce. Like, that's my favorite mode, counterbounce. Well, you know, me, I have good memories of playing the Fairies deck, which is tap all your creatures, draw a card. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Buy, buy myself another return, attack you with Fairies again. Oh, buy myself another return, attack you with Fairies mm-hmm. again. Like, that was... Uh, that was the uh, the the operation, the, the typical way things went. And the thing is, is, too, is whenever you did that, whenever you're like, tap all your guys' draw a card, you always drew another cryptic yeah. hand. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah always. I, got, I got these for days. Yep. Yeah, but, like, what's a good mode on incendiary command? Like, deal four? Deal four has to be one of the good modes on there. Pyroclasm deal four? Yeah, I guess. Like, But, like, deal four doesn't do, like, deal four and pyroclasm don't fit in the same No. Deck. No, it, or like the windfall mode, that mode, or whatever it's called, winds of change. Yeah, winds of change, like five mana, like what? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, you don't want to have like deal two to each creature, hit somebody upside the head for four. That's awful. Or like, like the most awkward molten rain, like destroy target non basic deal four to them. Is that is that it? I mean, I guess. I mean, that's still awful. <laughs> These modes all suck. Five mana molten. Yeah. Take an extra two. Wee. Pay two more. I pay two more mana so I can deal you two more damage. So. Yeah. Or I could pyroclasm. There we go. That's the, that's the real deal. And like uh, primal command, like gain seven is pretty is nice. Target non creature permanent on top of its owner's library isn't bad. Like it's kind of like a plow under kind of thing. Search for a creature mm. isn't bad. 
And, like, shuffle your graveyard is so, it's like, ew. I mean, it's the main thing is just to put a card on top and then shuffle it so they lose it. But still, right. it's just that. Right, it's like plow on, mini plow under or whatever, you know? Yeah, or like a chaos warp kind of effect. Like sure. that kind of mode. But, yeah, just, like, the shuffle on its own is so awkward. It's like, uh, I guess I'll tutor for a creature and shuffle. Yeah. Right. You're like primal command and they're like in response vamp tutor oh yeah <laughs> yep. that's true yeah yeah it's um yeah <laughs> yeah so bad so should we talk about uh should we talk about born of the gods tandems that would be, lovely. be lovely okay that would be lovely so, if we could talk so about we, we can we'll run down the cards because a lot of these like i said we'll do the, the the usual method of list a bunch of cards and then just Gloss over the ones that aren't very good. <laughs> All right. Brima is the king of Arescos, however, is is ridiculous. <laughs> this is not one to gloss over. Pay attention. That's a good one. We're, uh, it's all downhill from here. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. It's all downhill. So one and a double white for a 3-4 Vigilance legendary creature cat soldier. Whenever Brima's, you know, <laughs> whenever Brima's king of Arescos attacks, put a 1-1 white cat soldier token... With vigilance onto the battlefield attacking. <laughs> Whenever Brima's blocks a creature, put a 1 1 white cat soldier creature token with vigilance onto the battlefield blocking that creature. Right. So basically, you get an extra point and an extra dude while attacking, an extra point and an extra dude while blocking. And uh, this card gets even more insane if you have uh, crusades at all, if you have any sort of anthems. Um, but 3-4 Vigilance for 3 is already really good. Yeah. I mean, we got a 3-4 for 3 before, and that was green-white green, green white hybrid times 3. And that card hardly saw any point. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, Will uh, Leaf Cavaliers. Yeah. Yep. And that card hardly saw play. This card is actually bomb. That card is dumb. Um, it compares very favorably to a lot of the other 3-drops um, uh, in the set. Uh, it attacks for four, five or more if you, or six or more if you have anthems. Um, the, the generating extra threats means that it's a card that can take the game over by itself. Uh, it plays offense and defense. It both attacks and blocks um, because of the vigilance and the, and the creatures that it has. Uh, I, I don't know. I, what more could you possibly ask for in a card? I'm, oh, no, I don't get to draw cards. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't can't say enough good things about this card. Um, find room yeah. for it. The only uh, real you know, the only real bad things I can think are like the the token ability on defense isn't gonna ma- I found hasn't mattered a lot. But but sure. that being said, like most of the time its power is just from attacking. And like sometimes there are people who will be like, Oh, they'll just have a two two but it puts them in an awkward situation, like say you've got Brima's attacking and they have like some random tutu like a mana war or something like attack it's like so do you want to take three and chump block or do you want to take do you want chump block brimas and take three or do you want chump block the soldier or you, you chump block brimas and take one and then allow his army to grow or do you block the dude and then take three like even if it's being tied up that's still fine like who cares like that's not really it's a, and, like, on blocking, it'll help take down 4-4s, four but, like, 
that's just extra gravy. Like I'm not. I right. can't. That's, that's the thing is it's it's completely gravy at that yeah. point. Like so, my guy who makes an army on his own, like yeah, he may not be. Like I, I'm feeling his his token ability on defense isn't going to matter as much as maybe people might think, but that it's hardly a strike against him. Like he's still insane. Like there was a white Boros deck that was drafted on Tuesday, and unfortunately, someone else took the glorious anthem. I took the spear of Heliod from him, but as it turns out, it was still insane. <laughs> it didn't need it. Yes, just one anthem is enough to make this guy absolutely. Bonkers. Oh, he didn't have he didn't have the glorious anthem. I think he had honor of the pier though. Yeah, yeah, the guy, <laughs> that's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Sold is still still really good. Yeah, he played against me and I just died. I, I, I think I had I was like, okay, I can um, I can uh, searing blaze it and then electrolyze it, and then he was like, Elspeth, make it bigger and it flies. It's like great. Glad you used all those resources. I was like, maybe I could deal with it, and he was like, Elspeth, and I'm like, well, I guess I could. Do it after, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to be taking, like... Right, or... Yeah, I guess I'm just dead. Sweet. <laughs> I'm just... But yeah, this card is just very good. I think it might be the best white three. Yeah, let me think. I mean, there's a couple of other real nice ones. Yeah. But, I mean, just by itself, uh, it's certainly uh, it's just absurd. Um, without maybe any additional help, I guess, it might be the best three. Because, like... Uh, Crusader... Yeah, like uh, mirroring Crusader is absurd double protection, um, but th that card really gets going when you get any sort of pants at all. Yeah. Um, this card just by itself, I mean, they both swing for the same amount. Left on, on an uncontested board, I guess. Uh, uh, what's his name? Will eventually swing for more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, with no additional help because they'll swing for the same amount the first one, um, and it's a little better in combat against bigger creatures. Um, while the other one has double strike, so you can knock small dudes out of the way first. Uh, having four toughness is real. Four, uh, four toughness is also the magical toughness, mm -hmm. right? So it gets uh, over the head of all those uh, um, bolts, all, all the bolt type cards. So. And like three three elephants, right? But yeah, it's a so, pre oh, and of, of course, like I have my cube in stacks right now, just like random stacks. The top okay. card on one of those stacks is a three power creature, Dross Messenger. Hey, <laughs> yeah, how about convenience? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, so I think it's a really good card. I, yeah, I've been very happy with it. Like it's, yeah, like you said, it's pretty much all downhill from here. That card's stupid. Yes, card's very very good. Find room for it. Play it. It's absurd. Yep. I I don't know what else you guys. Want. Yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, next card, um, what do I have next here? What do I have? The uh, Eidolon? Yeah, some cards. So, yeah, it's downhill. Eidolon of Countless Battles. The, the quote-unquote push white bestow card. Uh, hint it isn't. At least for Q. So, one one okay. and a double white for a zero zero. All right, there we go. Good night. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Good night. I Thank you, Detroit. Eidolon of Countless Battles, an enchanted creature. Oh, and its bestow is two double white, so it can bestow for four. So it's two white. Yeah. Eidolon of Countless Battles, an enchanted creature. Each get plus one, plus one for each creature you control and plus one, plus one for each aura you control. So it's essentially Crusader of Odric that can piggyback on something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. No. I played against that a couple times today in... Uh... 
in the uh, format in the uh, limited. Yeah. And basically it went something like this. They're like, attack with this guy and this other thing where it has like three auras mm-hmm. on it. And I'm like, okay, Voyages and your thing with a million things on it. Block your now 2-2 with my 3-3. Three, three. <clears throat> they're like, wah, wow. <laughs> I like that. So that's that's basically how that card went. Yeah, we can uh, we can do it without this fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's like one of the things about bestow cards, which is kind of weird, and I'll probably talk more about it later, um, but it's one of those things where flexibility is really – and I think I talked about it in my um, SCG review – is that it's very hard to really quantify flexibility in cards, which is why I feel like sometimes they can be underrated. Like Burst Lightning, for example. Like, uh, you know, Shock isn't really that great in the grand scheme of things. Um, lightning Strike or whatever for three in a red. Lightning Blast, is it? I think it's Lightning Blast from yes. Tempest. Yeah. So, like, plus one mana for Lightning Blast is not really that great. And I think the main thing is that I think a base effect has to be something you, you're not – it's not, like, optimal, for, but it's something where you're not embarrassed to have the effect in your deck. And mm-hmm. in one of the base modes, and I feel like this doesn't really do either, really. Like, for example, Burst Lightning, having a shock in your deck, you never really necessarily want to have shock, but the effect isn't embarrassing in a deck. And then you could conceivably play it in a cube deck, and it would be fine. Same thing with, like, this. Well, actually, not with... Same thing with Burst Lightning, but not really with this. Like, what mode are you trying... To, like, the Crusader of Odric effect is kind of bleh, and, like, the the pump ability is, like, a weird angelic destiny. And I don't know if I really want any of these effects really in a cube deck, you know? Sure. So, yeah, I... No. Yeah, I can certainly do without it. Next card, Faded Retribution. Uh, four and triple white, instant, destroy all creatures and planeswalkers. If it's your turn, scry two. I feel like this card is de- is probably good in standard, just because there isn't really an instant wrath. But in, for mm-hmm. cube, it's just like seven mana. Like, route? Don't we have, don't we have routes? <laughs> right, right, right. And don't the control decks, aren't they the ones that usually want the planeswalkers in play? Yeah, it's kind of like a... I, I don't know. That's one of the reasons I guess I'm not as huge on on uh, I mean uh, Acroma's Vengeance as much, just because a lot sometimes it's like where those control decks have a lot of mana rocks and it can be kind of prohibitive. But then the cycling helps with that a lot. But it's, I'm trying to think of some other like Navinural's Disc sometimes with that too, where it's like kind of goes against itself. But yeah, this is just right. I don't know. Like I have a feeling it's probably going to be stupid in standard. Like, but in cube, it's just I don't. Don't, I'm not really a fan of this card. It's just seven mana. Come on. Right. There's a lot of things we can be doing for seven mana. Yeah. Like, Route, I think, is much better than this. I mean, I also like... I, I'm a big fan of uh, Chroma's Vengeance. Yeah. I know Chroma's Vengeance doesn't deal with uh, Planeswalkers or whatever, but... It deals uh, with everything else. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just need a bunch of stuff dead. Yeah. That's true. So... That's what I feel about it. And this one, while it does kill a bunch of stuff, I think it's one mana too much for me to want a cube. Yeah, and the scry thing is like flavor text. Like, come on. not That's not going to happen. Like, you're not going to do it on your turn. I don't think. I mean, you certainly could because, you know, typically, right, but if you don't have to, you certainly don't need to. I mean, I, I, I think there are times where you'll certainly cast on your turn. Like, if you're playing against a, uh, a deck with counter spells. 
like maybe you want to do it while, while they're, they're tapped out, while they're tapped, you know, out or low. Yeah. Um, and because there are certainly situations where like you want to use your removal on the main phase, which is I think uh, something a lot of people fall into the trap mm-hmm. of. Uh, they just get so used to, oh, I should cast my removal on their yeah. turn. And while that's right, sometimes there are certainly ways, and in this format, like this limited format, there there are a lot of ways to get blown out if you. Can. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think Adrian Sullivan said something like, you know, EOTI just kills. Like going into like, it seems like it's one of those things that's kind of drilled into your head. It's just like, oh, end of turn is always better, but because it's or quote people play, it's like it's quote unquote strictly better when it isn't. It's just it's something that's usually correct, but I think it's I think one of the like the hallmarks I think of being a at the risk of sounding arrogant a better magic player is being able to not necessarily just autopilot and being elastic with your thinking. Yes, and I think absolutely. like for example like always doing EOT like um oh I'll um V click you on always on your draw step or I'll always do I'll always go for the throat on your turn or something, when that's not necessarily always the play. I'll, I'll always cast Brainstorm. I, I think it, it's kind of related. It's a corollary of C-card, play card. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are a lot of people that will often just play cards just because they have them in their hand. Yeah, yeah. Instead of, uh, oh, well, you know what? I don't need to play this right now, so why on earth would I play it just for the sake of mm-hmm. it? yeah. But there are a lot of people that run into C-card play card. Yeah. Um, you see it a lot in legacy tournaments with Brainstorm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you'll see people who will – I mean, maybe this happens less often, but, you know, they'll, they'll hold that Brainstorm in hand at the end of the first turn, and then they'll just go ahead and use yeah. it. It's like, well, but why not save it until a later point? I mean, unless you're specifically digging for cards. Um, but why not save it until, heck, even turn two when your second land is a fetch land? So now we can brainstorm at the end of the turn and then shuffle away cards we don't want. Mm-hmm. Um, why not do that instead? Yeah. Um, and that's something that is is sometimes missed by, uh, by you know, maybe players who are not as uh, <clears throat> refined yeah. in, their, in, their, in their game. What do you feel so, about in cube without any other context, like like – any kind of blue deck you can think of, of keeping a one-lander with Brainstorm? Um, you certainly can, especially if you have action at two and higher. Okay. But, uh, yeah, if you were to say in general, like, say, because I don't really have an example on the top of my head, of course, but... I, I mean, in the in the history of my life, I've kept lots of hands that have Island Ponder and, like, no other land. Yeah, same here. Or Preordain. Right. I've certainly kept a lot of those hands. Same here, so, yeah. So, so brainstorm is just you know another version of those, right? Mm-hmm. So we, so I mean, I think it's we can we can just translate that up into. Although it. you can get and, kind of and, locked with brainstorm, though, like absolutely that's kind of right. Thing, the the yeah. ponder is a nice one because you actually get to shuffle if it's if you if you blank. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like that 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 is certainly a good point. Um. But I mean, once again, I mean, I think it's deck dependent. Mm-hmm. I know you said don't worry about what deck it is. I think it is deck dependent some, um, but like I said, for for something like Ponder or uh, Preordain, 
I've kept a lot of just like, you know, you lay your seven cards out, and the first two cards I draw are like Island Preordain or Island Ponder, and I'm like, yeah, I'm probably yeah. good. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, but yeah, I think that's definitely a thing where, and I, I'm, where, yeah, it's just like we're autopiloting can definitely be like a bad thing. And it's kind of like where I feel like most of the time you'll probably play EOT, but there are definitely times when you'll do it on your main phase. But I'm feeling even still, I think the percentages are pretty low that you'll do it on your main phase. But yeah, it, it can depend. All right. And the other thing I think a lot of people do too is, you know, with, with cards like Brainstorm, for example, is they, uh, they use it too early, and then what happens is their opponent draws a discard spell on turn two or waits until turn two or turn three, and now you don't have your uh, brainstorm to hide your good cards. Yeah, anymore. you can't tuck them away. So, yeah. So, I think that happens often. That's true. Next yeah. card. Uh, oh, I guess we can talk about Ornitharch, whatever, just to talk about <laughs> the tribute mechanic. Should we even talk about this card? Three mana for a 3-3. Three, three. Okay, fine. Three mana for a 3-3 three, three flying tribute to... Actually, five mana. When it enters the battlefield, if tribute wasn't played, put two 1-1 one, one white bird creature tokens with flying onto the battlefield. No. Yeah, not, not super interested. Yeah. Also, spoiler alert, the, the tribute mechanic is pretty bad for cube. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot of uh, cool artwork aside. There's not a whole lot of uh, of great of great tribute cards. Yet. Yeah, a lot of them are just pretty bad. Uh, next card, Spirit of the Labyrinth. So that's one and a white for a three-one. Each player can't draw more than one card each turn. So what do you, what do you think of this one? Okay, so I think this is a constructed card. Yeah. Um, I, I think playing it in a deck with uh, Aether Vials is very attractive to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Brainstorm. Yeah, nope. No Brainstorm for you. You know, much like the uh, the, the, the Lauren. Yeah, no Lauren. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> much like the Lauren knowing uh, Notion Thief. thief yeah. uh, Notion Thief play. Yeah, it's just like. But, you know, other than that, I have. Three ones for two, nifty. Certainly nifty. Um, but we have a few of those, like Caller of the Six Blade. Blade of Six Pride, Pride. yeah. Blade of the Six Pride. Caller of the, I don't know what I'm going with that. You know, Blade of the Six Pride that we're not playing. And while this card, you know, is, it does shut off some interesting cards, though. I mean, it shuts off a lot of the blue cards. Um, it certainly shuts off, I mean, it shuts off Sylvan Library. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, which which is kind of neato. Yeah. I think. Wow. Yeah. One of the things, like, um, I have a feeling like if you're putting hosers in your cube, kind of like with the Moto Cube, how they have, like, some hoser cards like Blue Elemental Blast, which are pretty, pretty terrible. Let's be, let's be blunt. This is at least a non-embarrassing Blue Hoser. Sure. And, right, because it's still a tax for three for two, for two minutes. Yeah, even if you're against, like, say, a green-white mid-range deck, which has no real ways of drawing an extra card, maybe aside from, like, a... A, a five mana Garrick or something. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, it has no real ways of doing it. It's still fine. It's like a mirror. In that same way, it could be like Mirren Crusader, whereas like if the opponent doesn't have any black or green cards, it still does its job. Granted, the job it does is nowhere near as good as Mirren Crusader, but you know what I mean. It still does a job. But yeah, just, I sure. think 
So um, shout-outs to the Magic Box, by the way, because they did a uh, Born of the Gods review. Um, I think uh, Kyle, or, or Eck, said to, repl- like, if you're considering this to maybe replace a quarter paladin with Spirit of Labyrinth, there's, no, no, please don't. No, that doesn't seem, that doesn't seem like the right plan. No, I, I, th- I would much rather have a quarter paladin. I mean, unless you're, like, playing against the opponent with all the blue spells. But, yeah, I would, it seems like a quarter paladin does the job better in most decks than this. Like, the stats are not embarrassing. And again, I'm kind of glad that creatures are being pushed to this level. Like, imagine, like, during Future Sight, what, remember Blade of the Sixth Pride was pretty unprecedented at the time. Yeah, we're like, whoa, three mana, three power for, you know, uh, three power for two. Like, Yeah, like, what? what is this? And now it's kind of like, yeah. Right, vanilla, vanilla three ones aren't good now. Yeah, which is kind of sad. Like, Garrick's Companion, you know, eh. But it's kind of strange. I'm kind of interested how, again, like I was talking about earlier with one-mana creatures, where the design space is going. And Pharos had a lot of, they were kind of pushing the boundary on one-mana creatures, which is cool. And I'm just wondering where it's going from here. But, yeah, I'm uh, I'm probably not going to be putting this in my cube, to be completely honest. I don't. No, I, I will uh, I will be trying to pick these up in foil for constructed purposes. Yeah. But I will uh, I will not be actively pursuing these for uh, for cube, for cube yeah. Uh, there are more heroic cards which are mostly blanks for cube. Unfortunately, um, there's what a two mana two two vigilance. Whenever you Vanguard of Brimas, whenever you cast a spell that targets it, put a one one white vigilant cat soldier. Blah, no. Yeah. Uh, blue cards. What is there? Faded Infatuation. So what is this, like the, the, the crappy uh, Faded Cackling Counterpart? Yeah. So triple blue, instant. Put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of target creature you control. If it's your turn, scry two. Yeah, yeah wouldn't you rather have Cackling Counterpart? Uh, except for this is an instant, right? Cackling Counterpart's a sorcery? I believe, I believe that right? was an instant, too. Let me double check that. Really? I so. I thought it was a. Yeah, it was an instant. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. I'm kind of surprised it hasn't taken off like in more in casual formats, but I don't know. I wanted to. I have a full Japanese one sitting somewhere. Wow. It seems like I got full. I opened. The, I bought a Japanese uh, a Japanese Innistrad pack, and I saw a foil blue rare. I'm like, holy crap! It's cackling counterpart. Oh. Not snapcaster. Oh, boo. <laughs> Just for that split second, though, the heart's like, but don't, but don't, but don't. Yeah. But don't, but don't, but don't, but don't. Like, man. I kind of want Cackling Counterpart. I kind of wished for it to be like a a momentary blink kind of effect almost, where instead of blinking the thing for a 27 ability, you just get another one. Like, instead of blinking your Frost Titan, you just get another Frost Titan. But right. even still, I think it's mana. Again, it's just the flexibility versus the non-embarrassing effect. There's like three manas. The base effect is just a little too much. Yep, and it's not not the kindest of casting costs. Yeah, either. and this one, yeah, for this one, faded infatuation three blue, like uh, had it in my sealed pool today. Did not play. Not surprised. Not surprised. Um, because to be honest, there were a lot of creatures I didn't really need to copy that many of my creatures. That's true. Yeah, the creatures I wanted to copy were legendary. Yeah. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah, kind of bleh. What's the next card? Perplexing Chimera. 
I don't think this card is really great. What is this? Four, so, four and a blue for 3-3. Three, three. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, you may exchange control of Perplexing Chimera and that spell. If you do, you choose new targets for the spell. I don't know, like... I, I The only real hope I think it is of having is kind of just like a, a weird, like, counterspell kind of thing. Like, seal of counterspell, where it's just like, oh, but... Then again, it doesn't really work against some spells like Wrath of God. It's like I'm gonna wrath. Okay, um, <laughs> that's that's All my right. wrath. I guess I'll wrath. <laughs> that's, my, yeah, that's my wrath. Or like, hey, here's a uh, whatever. Yeah, like a yeah. I don't know. I still don't think this card is really that great in cube. And yeah, but interesting design space. But yeah, and uh, uh, Laura Nolan had two of them in his uh, Midnight Flight draft. Wow. Back to Lauren and. Uh, I think afterwards he sent out a uh, a tweet to uh, Morrow saying, good job on the design of the flavor design of this card, because certainly all my opponents were completely perplexed by it, and it cost us a bunch of extra time when we figured out how it worked. <laughs> it seems like it'd be intuitive. Like, I don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> good, good job. You, you confused everybody. Uh, next card, Tromocratus. Is it just me? Have you seen the art for this card? Uh, I is that the big giant blue? Yeah, thing? the seven mana eight eight guy. Yes, I saw that. Today. Is it just me or is the the regular art for it? Does seem kind of bad. Yeah, it's just very. It I seems seems kind of just generic. The creature itself is, well, so it's a, a five and two blue for an eight eight. It has hexproof unless it's attacking or blocking. It cannot be blocked unless all creatures defending player controls block it. So, again, I think it's a nice design space because it gets around the whole cast something and then just EOT Doomblade it effect. Because, like, in theory, like, say you cast it on turn 7. I don't know why you ha- you're you playing it without having counter magic up, but... I mean, it might be yeah. limited, I guess. Yeah, I mean, let's say... Yeah, let's just say we play it for 7 mana. Or we're... No, no, no. So, and then your opponent does their thing, and then you untap with it, and then you attack... And then I guess the opponent may be like, well, does he have the counter spell or not? Or I don't know. This at least prevents the whole EOT Doomblade thing, which a lot of finishers are bad versus. Sure. But I don't know. Seven mana. I still think it's probably too much. Uh, yeah, moving on. Yeah. We have, there are blue finishers that are already available in cube. Make this look really bad. Vortex so. Elemental. I wish this was Sulfuric Vortex Elemental. <laughs> this card sucks. Oh, my God. Imagine if there was sulfuric vortex elemental. It was like, like say if it was one, say if it was one red red for a two two. Oh my god! Card I would still play it. Like even if you, of course, I even would. if it dies to lightning bolt, who cares? It's another vortex. Don't, don't, don't care. care. <laughs> Just take two. Get get um effed or whatever. Yeah, I actually don't, yeah, care. don't care. So vortex elemental costs a blue mana for an O one. Spend a blue. Put Vortex Elemental in each creature blocking or blocked by it on the top of its owner's libraries. Then those players shuffle their libraries. Three blue blue. Target creature blocks this blocks Vortex Elemental this turn if able. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I, oh, it's so much mana to try to do something with it. Remember that card, Void Stalker? Yes. I wish that card didn't tap to use it. 
I think I would like it for cube if it didn't tap to use it. Right, if you actually got to, you know, attack or whatever with it. Well, it's like the, the what's his name's invitational card, right? Rakdos Augur Mage. Yeah. That card would be sweet as if it, if it had Vigilance. Yeah. If you could actually attack with this first striker and use its ability, but, like, no, apparently that would have been too good. So instead, we just got to do nothing uh, invitational what card. Would you, how would it be if it was just one black-red? Would you like it more? Maybe. Because then it would just be, like, an efficient, like, three-power three, three power first striker, I guess? Yeah. With a ability that might do something? Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. I'm wondering, was it Terry So? Was that his? Correct. Yeah. I think it was Terry So, yeah. Terry God, so. yeah. This, I mean, it seems like it would be a good card, in theory. Rakdos Augur Mage. I mean, it seems like, probably when they're printing it, like, yeah, look at this. Look at this. It's got three power. It's got first strike, and... Look at this cool ability. Yeah, this card's sweet. And now it's forty-seven cents. Yeah, now it's stone nothing. I think I, I do wish it was one black and a red. Maybe it would have hope, but no. Same thing with Void Soccer. It would be um, you know, it'd have hope if it was just like Goblin Piker, where you could just make stuff shuffle. Right. But I guess like, I guess there's a problem of you being able to use it multiple times a turn. But they could just say use this ability only once per turn to get around that. Correct. Yeah. yeah, one one little line of text would, would solve all those problems. Yeah. The Howard Vortex Elemental. That card sucks. <laughs> yeah, not a not not, not, not great. great. Whelming Whelming Wave, could have aptly named. Two and blue blue sorcery. Returned all creatures to their owners' hands, except for Krakens, Leviathans, Octopuses, and Serpents. Ooh, octopuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next? next? Yeah, no. Uh, what is this? Um, there's a black archetype, which gives all your creatures death touch for six mana. That's, uh, that's awful. Vile no, Blight, which is, don't convince yourself to play this card. Uh, double black, target creature and all other creatures with the same name as that creature get minus three, minus three till end of turn. No. Uh, okay, so, here's the thing. If, uh, if you're having trouble with token decks... There were a bunch of cards you could have added before that yeah. um, that might actually be good, um, including Echoing Decay and Echoing Truth. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, uh, you know, if you're having that sort of problem, um, so uh, if you're looking if you're looking for a three, a negative three at the two mana spot, you already have Last Gasp, yeah, which is actually just easier to cast because, with the exception of tokens in the cube. It's only going to have one of the same name. So, uh, Anthony, I have a question, and I, I posed this in my article, but I didn't. I don't know if anybody actually said anything about it. Um, so, how often have you found the like echoing ability on Maelstrom Pulse and Detention Sphere to really matter? In cube, yeah. I can't um, think of. I think maybe like once. I feel like it's a corner case. Yeah, it's super, I mean, I it's, feel like maybe like once or twice. It's definitely super corner casey. I'm just trying to corner uh, quantify how many times I think it's happened in the times I've had those cards in cube, and I think yeah, it's probably I can probably count the number of times on one hand for both cards combined. Like it's super corner casey, and I guess you can like you can convince yourself like it kills a lot of tokens, like it kills like Garrick tokens, but no. No, this card just is its base effect isn't that good. Think uh think right. of the overall effect, not this terrible garbage. It's no. 
Yeah, it's just a, a, a little too difficult to cast. Um, Would you play it in cube if it was just one and a black? I mean, I don't play last cast. That's what I was thinking. Like, I'm wondering if it would be just enough, but no, no. I, yeah, I'd rather have, like, a Doomblade or an Ultimate Prize or a, a whatever, or a million other black kill spells or a whatever. Right. If I if I'm if I'm not casting this, if I'm not casting the card that was better than it years before it. Yeah. I'm I'm no need to no cast need for this nonsense. So moving, moving on. on up. Moving on. What's this next card? Uh oh it's the uh the infest with scry. Around. Right, because Infest wasn't good enough. Yeah, we need uh, we need Scry. So one and two black for a sorcery. All creatures get minus two, minus two until end of turn. Scry one. Um, what do you what do you think of this card? I guess you can probably guess it based on my uh, again my verbal cadence. Um, uh, let me think. Uh, how do you say it? Uh, next. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I think. Uh, you know, once again, it's a it's a constructive card for sure. Yeah. Um, I even played. Uh, it, it's actually just gonna. I actually play it in the uh, sideboard of one of my, of my uh, modern deck. Nice. Uh, I actually play Infest. Guess what card I'm no longer playing. What's the deck you're playing it in? I'm playing it in the sideboard of the green black deck. Green black deck. So it's the the one that uh, was played at the World Championships. Hmm. Um. So it's got you know. Tarmogoyf, Bob, Liliana of the Veil, Scavenging Ooze, uh, a boat of uh, Thought Seizes and uh, Inquisitions. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some Pulses, some Decays, uh, Deathrite Shamans. It's basically just like the good, a good stuff green box. So this may sound really awkward. So is it two-color John, essentially? Yeah. Kind of. Nice. Yeah, I mean, no, that's a that's a fairly accurate description. Nice. That seems nice. Yeah, I like that. That seems cool. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a fun day. Nice. Uh, the only thing I needed to do was to add some little little extra hate for uh, the uh, affinity decks. There's not quite enough uh, targeted removal because uh, abrupt decay does not hit lands. What about uh, creeping corrosion? Uh, I didn't own any, but now I do. Nice. Nice. So yeah, so we fixed that problem. I like it. I fixed that problem, Darren. Yeah, good. fixed it up. <laughs> but yeah, like at one point, I'm literally like, "Oh, no problem. I can deal with that. I have this abrupt decay." And I'm kind of reading it. And I'm like, uh, "I can kill this mirror. Uh, I can kill this mirror enforcer." Oh, <laughs> this ink moth nexus. It's like, oh yeah, it's the it's the ink it's the uh, ink moth nexus that gave me the problem. Oh yeah, and creeping. It's also it's got uh it's got what's the deck does have uh uh some dismembers or whatever in it as well. Oh yeah. So now, granted, to be fair, I also had four uh, fulminator mages in my sideboard, and just couldn't draw any of them against that. So that card's pretty oh, good. Oh wow, that. I like that. So was it kind of like did you cite it in versus Tron, and you brought it in? Right, it's 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 versus Tron versus like the uh, uh, prime time uh, Valakut decks, like Scapeshift and things like oh, that. Oh right, nice. You can you can sometimes get them with uh, with that if they expose one of their if they expose their. Their Valakuts or whatever, because um, it's just better than some of the other cards in the deck. Nice. But yeah, so uh, 
So good, goodbye those cards. Goodbye, uh, uh, Infest. Infest is no longer best. Yeah, it's, uh, and, uh, hello, uh, hello, this stupid card that, you know, Infest wasn't good enough. So scry for everyone. It's like, okay. Yeah, here's a scry. Scry one for you and scry one for you and scry one. Everybody scries one. <laughs> I wish Scry was evergreen. I love this mechanic. It's so cool. It's literally what, what the, the format feels like. Yeah. Too. It's like, Scry one for everyone. Bounce, bounce spell. Scry. Right. It's like everything Scry. Like, plus one, whatever. Scry. And Scry. Like, I wish it was like a direct damage spell, like a magma jet kind of effect with Scry. Like, say if it was still, if it was like one in a red, deal three to a player, Scry one. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm not being realistic here. That's what I want. <laughs> Maybe double red? Maybe? Oh, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Speaking, I guess maybe double red might be, that might be fair for a multiple effect like that, I, I guess. That's fair. Speaking of scry, uh, faded return. <laughs> God, this card sucks. <laughs> four, double, four triple black. Uh, return target creature from a graveyard. Not just yours. A graveyard. And it's instant. Onto the battlefield under your control. It's indestructible. If it's your turn, scry two. So, this card seems really neat. Until you realize it costs seven yeah, mana. Yeah, seven mana. Come on. I remember... Ha- had this in my dra- in my uh, sealed pool today. Played it for the first round or two. And I'm like, I don't even want this yes. card. I'm like, get out. I-, I just never got to the point where... If I was already at seven mana, I was probably winning that game anyway. And that card wasn't going to help me. In addition, my deck didn't have a whole lot of ways just to kill creatures. Hey, if you mill their guy with Phoenix, you can get it. With Fate Return, because right. you totally need a big creature when you're milling them right. out when you're, when you're When you're milling them out the rest of the yeah. way. Yeah, it's like, oh, exactly. it's like seven mana. It's like, oh, I think I might be alive at two cards. And it's like, EOT Fate Return. <laughs> right, right. The only time it's remotely good is if you happen to have the, you know, the 2-1 Harpy in play. Which, by the way, that card was real sweet for me today. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I literally made one do discard four cards <laughs> on top of the four times. Um, and the four cards I randomly milled, foil Elspeth, regular Elspeth, a land in his hand, a land on top so he couldn't draw it and cast his six drop, and then made him discard one of his six drops. Wow. And, and like, flipped, like, another, and then, like, flipped a removal spell, like, flipped a, uh, revoke existence or something like that, too. Wow. Oh, that's bill. ridiculous. Get rid of, you know, to get rid of something. That's, uh, so, wow. Yeah, all, all the values, basically. Wow. Like, it was, like, the one and only time the mill effect was ever relevant on any card yeah. ever, <laughs> as far as what was revealed. Yeah, most of the time it's like, okay, cool, I've got some information on your deck. Yeah, yeah, just just don't matter yeah. at all. It's like, oh, well, that's one less card I have to mill you with Phoenix, I guess. Yep. So. Yeah. So the next card, Forlorn Sudama. I'm guessing the Yo Mama jokes, probably. <laughs> probably right. going with this one. <laughs> Sudama, Yo Mama. Or, or do people still do those? <laughs> yes, uh, Yo sure. Mama jokes. Sudama's so fat. <laughs> there you go. So it's three to black for two and intimidate. Inspired. Oh, inspired. Whenever it becomes untapped, you may pay two and a black. If you two, if you do, put a two-two black zombie enchantment creature token onto the battlefield. Like, the yeah. problem with a lot of Inspired cards is they don't really have Evasion, and this does, but it's only two power, and its kind of ability just kind of ties up your mana. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, and I'm not feeling this guy. Yeah, not great. No. Uh, Guild, I don't uh, This may be another one of those cards. Maybe people try to convince themselves to play. Three and a black, sorcery. Exile target creature. Put a colorless artifact token called gold onto the battlefield. It has sacrificed this artifact. Put one mana of any color. Add one mana of any color to your mana pool. I love gold. <laughs> so on the magic box, they're talking about how the art on it looks a lot like like 90s CG, like remember the show Reboot? Yeah. kind of looks like that. I don't know if it's as visible on the card guild, but on the token that it creates, it definitely looks a lot like 90s CG. And I agree, it does. But yeah, this card sucks. It costs four mana, and <laughs> it's sorcery speed. Come on. Right, four mana sorcery speed. If it, for like three mana instant speed? Yeah. That's what, uh, that's what I call no. That card looks like, that's no. That card's garbage. Yeah. We uh, do not want. Yeah, well, yeah. So, uh, Herald of Torment. Um, so, this is the first time since Shadowborn Demon that we've had actually a playable demon. <laughs> well, the the demon from the core set wasn't. Is that uh, Shadowborn the the one with a uh, the gigantic one that you have to if you don't have that many creatures in your graveyard, you have to sacrifice one or whatever. Yeah. So that's what you're talking about. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I mean. Since then, there's been like no playable demons. They've all been terrible. <laughs> So I guess I should introduce it with the death metal card. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so what's this card called? It's called Herald of Torment. <laughs> Dear Magic, create more playable demons so I could death metal growl. <laughs> The funny part when we did it when uh when we had Justin on, I was like, somebody else suggested doing the shuffling of cards, like, hey, I'll do this card, you do this card, and then like Shadow War Demon was conveniently on the one that I want to do. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> this could not have timed right. itself better. <laughs> I like it. So I, I actually like Herald of Torment. Uh, so I'm gonna read the card first because I probably should read out what it does and not just Death Metal Grail. So, please. so one and two black for a three three enchantment creature demon. I don't know what's going on with the art, by the way. Bestow three double black. It's a flyer. During your upkeep, you lose one life, and then during enchanted creature gets plus three plus three and flying. So it's either a three three flyer, like a three three serendib, or it's make a guy really big and flying, and you take one on your upkeep. So, what do you think of this guy? I mean, I I, I kind of dig it. Um, I certainly think it's. Uh, I, I think the bestow is is actually will will kind of be a kind of be a nice ability on this card. Yeah, like the evasion is is great. Right, that's where that's that's what we're talking about. Like that's where it's going to 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 earn it. You yeah, know? like a lot of times, like if you're in a black aggressive deck or something, or any like black red aggressive deck, you just have like a two two that's kind of hanging around, and it's like, oh hey. Hello, Bailoff. You're not letting me attack. That's making things bad for me. Right. You're just like, jump. It's like, oh, now I'm a 5-5. Five, five. All right. <laughs> Take some damage. Right. Up in the air. Woo. Yeah, and it's actually pretty good. Like, the weird thing is it compares kind of weirdly to Drake Umbra, and, of course, that card never really did anything. Sure. But I think this, I've, like, I've played this card, and I've been pretty happy with it in Cube. Like, I've 
Yeah, while while Drake Umbra was insano in that draft format. Oh yeah, yeah, in 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 Rise draft that. Ugh. <laughs> Jesus. Like you're just like, oh well, I have a dragon yeah. now. Oh, and if you kill it, I still have a dude. And that's the way his Harold Harold make your own. Dragon. That's the way his Harold. Like if you kill it, you still have a three three flyer, which is fine. Right. And which is which is kind yeah, of neat. and it's you know it's obviously not serendipity, but sure. So. But you know, Serendip is not in a color that's going to fully appreciate the fully appreciate it anyway. Yeah, like it's harder to cast, but still, and, and you know, black has a lot of life loss cards. But honestly, you probably aren't going to be losing much life from this thing anyway. Like if you send some guy into the air, it's like send some some like two two idiot or like a gorehouse chainwalker into the air, and they're taking six from it. How many? How much damage are you going to take? Right. How much damage have they already taken at that point? Yeah. Like. How much more can they possibly stand? Mm-hmm. So. I'm wondering if, I haven't run into the situation yet, but I'm wondering if there's going to be a situation with uh, bestow cards and swords. It's like, I can't equip my Sword of Feast and Famine on this guy now, because <laughs> it'll make Tor- Harold fall off. Because it'll make this card fall yeah, off. Yeah, I haven't right? had that happen yet. Although, like, uh, much like with the uh, duplicates, with uh, whatever that card Maelstrom Pulse, it's probably going to be super corner, Casey. But I, I like this card. I, I probably need to get a foil of it. I don't know if it's really going to do a lot in standard, but I don't really care. I mean, I think it's 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 had a pretty good showing in cube so far. It's certainly a neat card, and it's something certainly I will be trying out. Nice. I like it. Next card, what do I have here? Uh, Pain Seer? All right, yeah, the hyped uh, hype. So, one in a black for a 2-2. Inspired. Oh, it's a human wizard. Inspired. Whenever Painseer becomes untapped, reveal the top card of your library and put it on into your hand. You lose life equal to that card's converted mana cost. I don't remember if I texted you asking what you thought of this when the card came out. I probably did, but I don't know. I don't think I did. I could actually check. Ha! Ah. Well, there's no need because I can tell you right now, through through the magic of podcast, hey. I can tell you my opinion right now. Right now, I like it. So, what are your what are your present opinions? Oh, you actually want me to tell you? I mean, or not? You don't you don't have? <laughs> it's a secret. Oh, the secrets. Okay, so here's the thing. So, I like. Uh, what's the one that just came out recently? Similar effect. Blood Scrivener. If you Scrivener, I dig Scrivener. Right, because it's a non-embarrassing body that might just randomly provide you like some extra value. I like this guy too because one, it's it's what what creature type? A human wizard. Oh, oh, Scri- Scrivener is a bl- zombie, but yeah. Right, Scrivener is a zombie, so you get that. This one's a human, so you get a little bit of a you know the beginnings of you know we're starting to see the beginnings of the human tribal kind of thing come together mm-hmm. in cubes, um, but certainly like. This is kind of cool. Like, you attack with it. I mean, you should be attacking with your two twos. If they don't kill it right away, you just get a free card. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but when I'm playing aggressive decks, I like free cards. Free cards are nice. I think the, the main problem I have with I can see with this card is I remember making this comparison when uh what okay did the card image gallery just die? Okay, it didn't. Don't- Nope. Okay, so one of the things I made a comparison when um, Innistrad came out about Geist of Saint Traft and how it's kind of weirdly and secretly like a saboteur card. 
mm-hmm. where like you attack. It's not like quote unquote strictly an Ophidian or like a saboteur card because it doesn't necessarily have to damage the opponent to do its thing. But it's kind of the things where it's a, you attack and then you get the benefit, and if it lives, you get a big bonus. And I think. I remember people thinking I was weird, but, you know, Eric Lauer had an interview where he talked about it, and he kind of confirmed. He was like, yeah, it was kind of saying, like, a like a saboteur, like a, like an Ophidian kind of card. It's like, nice, feel justified. So I feel like this is kind of that same kind of effect where it's it's definitely good if you untap with it, but the problem is, like, getting it to where it lives, and which is kind of like sure. an Ophidian where it doesn't have evasion, and I'm wondering if that's going to be a big dagger in it. And it's also another kind of card where it's just like if you're behind, it's not, it can, it's just kind of not doing its thing. I, so that's why sure. I'm probably I'm more bearish on this card or like more down on this card. It's just like the problem is I, I feel like getting the, getting the dude in there and being able to do it when it has no evasion. And granted, that's kind of what your deck should be doing anyway. In theory, like being able to just get your guys in attack, whatever, kill your guy, did sure. it. But the problem is just like I think. Without evasion, I'm not sure how often that that may may happen. You know what I mean? But you know, if we're talking about you know an attacking deck, I mean, this guy's if we if we play this guy on curve, he comes down on turn two, and you know he attacks for two, which is fine. And if he lives through combat, which you know a lot of times they tend to do, you know, like early creatures, you know, sometimes you know they they live through combat a lot, especially if you have like a, a one drop coming in too, um, or if you just have a removal spell, right? So you're like, okay, one drop, two drop, and you're like, we'll play this guy, and you're like, okay, we'll kill it, attack you. You're probably untapping and just automatically replacing your mm-hmm. card. That effect. Yeah. And so for that reason is why I want to add it and see if uh, – and see how often it does matter. Yeah. I haven't tested – Because I think, I think we can anecdotally talk about it all we want mm-hmm. and try to figure out how, many, how often am I going to draw cards or, or when am I not going to do it. But, you know, there are a lot of times too, and, you know – even think about this. You're like, turn one, I mean, it's also good in this situation. You're like, turn one guy, turn two this guy, and they're like, play an 0-4 mm-hmm. wall. You're like, or, you know, like, or let's just say you play this one, turn two, and they're like, okay, wall of omens. You're like, all right, yeah. back. <laughs> it's always an interesting feeling, like, when they play, an ag- like, a wall against, like, an aggro deck. It's like, well, I'll still keep attacking. <laughs> all right, here, 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 here. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, still attacking. Doesn't matter, right? Still, still yeah. going. It may, it may like uh, pump the brakes. A, it may like push the brakes on a little bit, but it's still just like, yep, still going, <laughs> still attacking with these guys. Yeah, like you know, yeah, you know, maybe you'll, uh, you know, you're not going to be um, doing as much damage, but with this guy, it, it, okay, I guess I'll draw some more cards too. Like that's fine, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's just the way I feel about yeah. it. So. I, I, I'm going to try it. I'm going to uh, play it and see how it uh, see how it turns out. Yeah, there you go. That's the way I feel about it because I think it will be. I, I think it's worth seeing. It's worth a shot. If it's any good. Yeah, that's true. I, I I do firmly believe that it's that it's worth uh, that's worth checking out to see if it's if it's good enough. I like it. I like it. So next card. Or do do you care, do you mind if I go to the next card? No, by all means. So uh, the next card, um, Spiteful Returned, which I think is, I don't know if I'm going to put it in my cube, but it's it's a very interesting card. One and a white, or one and a black for a 1-1 enchantment creature zombie. Bestow three and a black. Whenever 
spite return spiteful returned or enchanted creature attacks defending player loses two life enchanted creature gets plus one plus one so i don't know if it's really gonna have a it's it's, it's kind of cliche like saying it's not really at home in smaller cubes but like in larger cubes it probably does as kind of like a not quite filler but kind of like as a weird blade of the six pride kind of card like the bestow seems pretty sweet yeah sure yeah, I don't know. I, I, sections are so tight now. Like we've had so many, so we have so many good cards that are not seeing playing cubes. Mm-hmm. That this one's kind of yeah. Like in my uh, cube, I don't think I'm gonna have the room for this guy. No, I, I think anything uh, below uh, five, anything below seven twenty, is probably not gonna have room for something like this unless you just happen to like, you know, you want to run an enchantment theme or whatever. Like yeah, like ethereal armor. And it's a zombie. Yeah, if that's like something you want to do. Like, yeah, whatever. I mean, not 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 worth not completely irrelevant. Yeah. So yeah, just me. So I'm also going to briefly mention this card because it's the double example of Punisher Strike Harvey. This card isn't very isn't good, by the way. Three double black for a two two flying tribute two. When it enters the battlefield, a tribute wasn't paid. Target opponent sacrifices a creature. So it's actually a double punisher because it gives your opponent the choice with the tribute. And if they do the tribute, what they get to sacrifice. So it gives them two choices. And, yeah, this card this card sucks. <laughs> Not good at all. Uh, next card. What, red? Is this red here? Sure. Okay. Uh, let's see. Archetype progression sucks. Faded Conflagration, I think we were talking about this, how I saw it when I was hanging out with my cat. Oh, I forgot to mention, with Brimas, I forgot to mention. So you know what it brings up when it gets you to cats? It's kind of like when you say the H word with your cats. It kind of, it makes it, makes it randomly appear. Like, right, 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 you have to say H word. And it's like, oh, here we go, want food. Uh, Faded Conflagration, got one triple red, deals five, target creature, planeswalker, if your turn, scry two. Worst hero's downfall ever, no. Uh, Flame Wreath Phoenix, do you want to talk about this thing? The Uh, yeah, we can briefly mention okay. it. I mean, it's it's worth a brief mention. Okay, so two double red for a 3-3 three, three flying tribute two. When it enters the battlefield, if tribute wasn't paid, it gains haste, and when this creature dies, return it to its owner's hand. So, it's a either mode with a drawback. So it's probably a 5-5 five, five flyer with a drawback. I don't know which mode is probably worse, but I don't think it's really good in either mode. Like, come on, four mana in red. Well, right, that's the that's the problem right there, is four mana in red. Yeah. Is that certainly not good enough to compete with the likes of Flame Tunkabu, Hero of Bladehold, uh, Hellrider. Kelton Champion. Uh, you know, uh, just... Nah, yeah. we're, we're, we're good. Yeah. No, uh, what's this? Uh, Lightning Volley, the poor man's flame fusillade, where it only affects creatures, but it's an instant instead of a sorcery. Until end of turn, creatures you control gain tap. This creature deals one damage to target creature or player. Uh, no. Yeah, uh, the reason why flame fusillade was good is because you get to turn the rest of your lands into dings, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't even know if this is really good if you're running, like, a red token theme, like, that people are doing with, like, Perforos and Goblin Bombardment. I still don't... I wouldn't... I wouldn't want... I can't really think of wanting it in the deck. Like, no. No. Okay. Oracle of Bones. 
Two double red for a three-one haste. Another four mana red haste creature. <laughs> tribute two. When it enters the battlefield, if tribute wasn't paid, you may cast an instant or sorcery card from your hand without paying its cost. Uh, no, no, no. Just uh, again, it's a seems like a bad four drop. Like at least it it works on unknown information. A lot of the other ones work sure. on known information. It's like, so do you want to give me a control magic or a air elemental? It's like, well, let me look at the board. Right. I. How about this? Whereas, like, Oracle of Bones, it's like, you don't know if they have... Like, most aggressive decks aren't going to be playing Cruel Tomatum or whatever, because they're... Unless sure. they're unless the person's playing it, it seems like deck-building error if they do, to put it nicely. And most of the time, it'll be, like, a char or, like, a... The ceiling will probably be, like, a char brimstone volley kind of thing. And even still, that's kind of mm-hmm. the gamble. I I don't know. It seems bleh. Reckless Reveler, uh, essentially Torch Fiend. One in, double, one in red for a 2-1. Spend a red, sacrifice it, destroy target artifact. Not bad. It's all right. Yeah, so, I mean... Yeah, it's, it's all right. right. Deals with artifacts. Not not too much to say. Seder Nick Smith. Uh, two and a red for a 2-1 haste. Inspired, when it becomes untapped, you may pay two and a red. If you do, put a 3-1 elemental enchantment creature token with haste onto the battlefield. What do you think of, what do you think of this guy? Uh, lack of evasion is, I think, the main problem I have with this card. The whole lack of evasion thing. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Is like I just don't know uh, how often this card is going to matter. Probably not much. Like it's nice because if you're able, to, you can just play it, and like you don't need to commit other spells. But even still, it's just like also. A, Committing on your on your untap or you know your upkeep is really awkward too. It's just like, well, what do I draw? I drew my four drop. Awesome. <laughs> it's, it's not working. Right. Yeah. I, I just don't. I mean, it's kind of a neat card. It just I just feel like in, in the kind of decks that want to play it for what it reads, you just don't need that. Yeah. And what it has to serve? It's a two one. It needs to actually survive long enough to untap. Mm-hmm. That ain't gonna happen. Not without evasion. Right. Not without evasion. searing blood. Uh, yeah, right. Searing Blood. Got got to wake up, which is good, because this card's great. Double Red. Instant. Deals two damage to target creature. When that creature dies this turn, Searing Blood deals three damage to the creature's controller. So, yeah, we can just skip a lot of these crappy cards. Let's let's spend some time on this one. <laughs> this card's great. Yeah, this card is freaking sweet. Yeah. I. So, I think you and Kenny Mayer got me on the Searing Blaze bandwagon, because I before was kind of, like, not happy. I was like, eh... They, you might not have the landfall. You might not have a creature. You know, I kind of fell for those talking points. No, no. Most of the time, it just kills something that gets in the way and it dings them for three. Right. It's just like you and the horse you rode in. Mm-hmm. And this I feels like have been probably a lot of the same way. You know, at least in the experience I've seen with it, it's just like, oh, you have a two-two that was gonna block my two-one. <laughs> okay, it's dead now. <laughs> oh, and you're right. taking three. Awesome. Right, exactly. It's it's one of those cards that lets you continue your attacking momentum while still playing a removal spell. Because, you know, a lot of times you're faced with the choice, right, of do I kill their guy or do I commit more pressure to the board? Uh, this card, much like Searing Blaze before it, does mm-hmm. both. And it's something that you want to be doing in heavy red decks. Yeah, you can't splash this card and it, with a touch of red. Sure. Don't yeah, don't... It. It's a good card for the, uh, obviously, mono-red decks and, you know, red primary decks. Yeah. 
primary attacking decks. It kills a lot of things, and you know, sometimes you, you know, you may not just always get stuck with it in your hand. You know, maybe in combat, there's a big complicated combat, and you're double blocking something, or you know, you're you can just find your three damage to the face there. Is that a perfect way to use it? Well, no, but you know, maybe it use. I mean, even something as simple as you know, let's go back to my previous example. Uh, attack with pains here. Block with my O4. Okay. Her, get your uh, kill your wall. Take three. Steps. Yeah, or just bolt your bird. Bolt your bird. Oh, you said three. You're right. taking three now. Cool. Right. Bolt your bird. Take three. Yeah. Attack you for two. Just the. I think the the, yeah, the raw mana efficiency on this card is just so good, and I I love searing blaze in pretty much every red aggressive deck that I play. But it's like, oh, this thing's gonna block, huh? All right, now it's dead. You take three. Like I don't, I don't. Yeah, card, cards yeah, it's, it's insane. Uh, let's yeah, we're skipping a lot of these bad cards here. Corsair of Crufix. Is this the card you opened? It was the card I opened. Hey. The card that I uh, I do like. So so, uh, what do you think of this card aside from the terrible phoned in art? Um, I dig this card. I think this is the exact kind of card that uh, green ramp decks want. Um, it's not quite Oracle of Moldaya. However, whenever you can quote, draw cards, you're ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, the, the body size is, is great for a three-mana creature to defend against the aggressive decks. Yeah. Um, two, four is, you know, it's gonna, you're going to two-for-one them, right? Because not only do you have two power to kill their two-twos, um, but you also have four toughness, which means that they're going to need to spend another card to kill yeah. them. Maybe the aforementioned I was going to say, blood. Searing Blood might um, just get there. And the life gain's not bad either. Like it, And the life gain is not irrelevant. And you might just randomly, quote-unquote, draw free cards because your hand size is increased by mm-hmm. one. You know, yeah, do you get to cast an extra spell, an extra land? No, but that's okay. Like, sometimes you just draw free an extra card. Yeah. And so, to me, this is, if you are the if you want green to really be that mid-range slash ramp type archetype, this is the kind of card that you want. And I think green... So, I, I think green's it. threes aren't really, to be honest, aren't really that good, to be honest, in Q, to be honest. I think it, it feels like it's such an important mana cost in green decks, but it seems like the threes just haven't lived up to it. You know what I mean? Right. Well, you used to be able, you know, like Call of the Herd was where you wanted to be, right? So you're like turn one, you're like turn one bird slash elf, turn two, like a three-three, you know, and now that's, that's kind of an outdated mode. Yeah. You know, like what I like to be doing is I like to... Uh, like uh, people don't like him, but I've really loved Somberwald Sage. Mm-hmm. Three, you're like turn one. This guy turned two Somberwald Sage. And they're like, how can I possibly let this guy mm-hmm. live? I mean, it could be a stone nothing, but how am I supposed to know? Like, I think that's right. I think they're, that's enough. They're representing six mana on board. Yeah, I th- on turn three for a creature. I think spot. that's kind of an understated effect in cube is just the unknown because it's not like standard where for the most deck part decks are pretty stock. Like, say your opponent plays Somberwald Sage. You're playing game one versus somebody, and they go, Somberwald Sage turn two. It's like, I have no idea what this person could be doing on, on turn after. Like on turn, what, Right, but I'm guessing it involves at some point a crater health behemoth. Yeah. It's kind of like with the whole... Which is it's kind of like... Not good for them. It's kind of like the whole thing with Abyssal Persecutor, kind of those kinds of cards, where it's like, maybe they do have the removal spell. Maybe they don't. But, you know, I don't think people are going to take the chance on that. No, like, and there's no reason why you should, right? Like, you just can't, because you're like, oh, well, I'll just keep this removal spell up, right? And then what happens? They're like, untap Sphinx of Dwar Isle, and you're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
So that's what you could do. Oops. So I see. Yeah. Or ba- a battle oh, ball. Oh, I have your. Oh, I have right. Exactly. I was just about to say that. I'm like, oh, okay. I have this. You know, go for the throat. You're like, I'll just go for the throat. Whatever they're doing. And they're like battle ball. <laughs> you're like, huh? Yeah, or like Avenger Zendikar or something. It's like great. Well, ain't that a thing? Like, well, I guess that's what you could do. <laughs> right. You're like, I got this Doom Blade. They're like Grave Titan. Yeah. Huh. Guess that doesn't die to Doomblade. Doomblade guy's gonna be mad. Well that that kinda that kinda went sideways. Yeah, that kind of went pear shaped. Uh next yeah, this card is really good. I'm a big fan of it. Um yeah, even if you're not going super ramp, I think it's still just a, a good green card in general. I think it's just yeah, I think it's just good. Uh Faded Intervention, uh what, two centaurs, this card that card sucks. Uh Nessian Wild guy. What is that guy? The 6-6? Six, six, that can be a 12-12. Or it can be 6-6 six, six, yeah. that fights something. Yeah, that card sucks. Uh, Stater Wayfinder. One uh, what, one and a green for a 1-1. One, one. Uh, reveal top four. Put a land in, into your hand. The rest in your graveyard. The, no. Card sucks. Uh, okay, multicolor. <laughs> Fanatic of Xenagos. How do you feel about that guy? Uh, Okay. So let me uh, let me pull it up here so I remember exactly what it does. I can read it out if it. Oh no, I, I can look. I can look it up here. Luckily, I have a computer. Ah, I didn't know if you were doing the iPhone or the iPod. I, I am, but I can. I had a laptop. Yeah, the multi. Okay, so Fanatic is gonna go. So so three three haster or three three sorry three three tribute. Um, most likely it's gonna be a three three haster. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me. It's do I want this guy or do I want something like Bogart Ram game? Yeah. Like I feel like these kind of occupy very similar space. Um I kinda I, I think I like this guy more than the Ram Gang. Um because mono green aggro is kind of tough to come by, um, this guy puts a space in where most of the time he's gonna be a three three haste. Otherwise you're also just fine getting a four four power trampler. Right, so so you so you play this guy, right? And it's a all right. So three to trample when it enters the battlefield. If it was not paid, and so what is? So it's a four four haste trample till EOT, or it's a four four trample permanently. Why does my head hurt? Until end of turn. Okay, so it's either a four four. It's either a four four haster or just a three three trample. Is that? It's right? either a four four trample. Or a th- a four four haste trample till EOT and then it becomes a three three trample. Oh, okay. I completely misread this guy. This guy kind of hurts it's my head. Not, yeah, this card seems this card seems sweet to me, man. I'm taking Bogger Ram yeah. out. I'm putting this guy yeah. in. Yeah, I'm a big fan. It, it seems very good. I like it. So it's either attacking for four right away or attacking for four the next. Yeah. Time. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a nice effect. I like it. Uh, next card, Cura, uh, the Crashing Wave. Uh, two. Two, a blue and a green for two loyalty, Planeswalker. Until your next turn, prevent... That's a plus one ability. Until your next turn, prevent all damage that would be dealt to and dealt by target permanent opponent control. So essentially, it, it gets gaseous wave. You know, get some gas. Minus one, draw a card. You may play an additional card this turn, a.k.a. Explore. Mm. Or minus five, you get an emblem with, at the beginning of your end step, put a 9-9 blue Kraken creature token onto the battlefield. Okay, I think we've talked about this guy in a previous episode. That is right? correct. Yes. Okay, I, I'm adding it with Guild is weak. Yeah. It seems sweet. 
It's a planeswalker. You get to release Krakens. I don't know. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. I'm wondering how often the explorer ability is going to matter. It seems like it's very it's pretty board dependent. Like if you, it seems like I'll probably do that if I'll if I'm digging for cards. But yeah, I definitely like this card, especially yeah, like you said in a weak guild. This card seems sweet. Uh, Cura's Follower. Uh, do you want to talk about that one? All right, Cura's Follower. Let me look it up here because once again I saw it today, but I want to make sure that. Um... So it's the two-two. On top. Oh. Looking it up. It's like the slow spoilers from Zendikar. All right. So right. So it's a so it's a grizzly bear for green blue, but you tap it to untap another permanent. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't play. The green one, Seeker of Skybreak. It's I've never considered playing. The Seeker of Skybreak only hit lands, creatures. Okay. Or I think it's Seeker that untaps other another creature. Okay. Um. So basically, I guess this is a. It could be a ramp spell, right? So we get an extra mana out of it. Yeah. Um. Or we get to tap a creature again, or untap a creature. I don't think the blue green guild is that weak. Yeah. I, I, if I'm adding a ramp spell, I'm adding Kiora just so I can explore um, more than I want to add this guy, especially because it's kind of a rough casting cost to get it on turn two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unlike something like Voyaging Seder, which is actually just, you know, real easy to cast on turn mm-hmm. two. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know. I, I don't I, – I like the idea of this card, but I don't – think it's quite good enough to make this. That's cut. true. How do you feel about uh, Mogus, um, the poor man's sulfuric vortex? Okay, I kind of dig Mogis. All right. Um, I, uh, I don't think he's great. So this is the, the black-red guy, yeah. right? Okay, so each one of your turns, you either ding them for two or they have to sacrifice for Yeah, two. on their turn, too. So is that every turn? It's on, or it triggers on your opponent's upkeep. So your opponents are every one of their turns they have to sacrifice. So I kind of dig this card. My biggest problem, much like I have with Phoenix, is that red-black is ridiculously stacked and even more so at the four-drop mm-hmm. spot. Yeah. And that is going to keep it out because I don't want this card over Olivia. I don't want this card over uh, Aristocrats. Mm-hmm. I don't want this card over Rare Be Gone. I, you know, I don't want to. There's just like a, a litany of cards I don't want this card over. I don't want it over uh, red Yeah. Cap. And, and I, oh, I forgot to mention, if, as long as your devotion is to black and red is less than seven, it isn't creature and it's a seven five. But who cares? That's essentially flavor text. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, you'll you know have something enormous. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Who cares? You know, unfortunately, red and black don't have a whole lot of non-creature permanents anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's not like uh, you know, unless we play a bunch of sulfuric vortexes, mm-hmm. but you know, usually you only have one. So, um, so you know, I I, I dig it. I like it. But I don't think it's I don't think it's good enough to make it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's that's kind of the way I feel about it. But I certainly like the card. Yeah. I, I, I certainly think it's uh, something that might be neat to play in uh, constructed even, um, because you know it gives you a way. It gives the red black deck a way to actually kill Aetherling too. Oh wow! Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, that's a, a very small uh, piece of its existence. Well, can't they actually with the trigger on the sack? Can't they just blink it out? Sure, but then it's not attacking you. That's true. Yep. So it's effectively dealing with it until they get another creature. Yeah. Oh, Etherling. Card's so good. I played against the opponent who had upheaval. Or I had the upheaval. He had the Etherling. And both times he kind of tapped out. He was like, blink. 
upheaval. He had the Etherling tap down, and pretty much all the times that he did, I upheavaled. Right, like just punish him for tapping yeah, out. Yeah, because I was like, yeah, I was crazy. like, come on, tap out, tap out, tap out, tap out, and he's like, I'm gonna tap out now. I'm like, sweet, right, should be justice. Yeah, like, sup, people, <laughs> like, and you're dead. Uh, what do you, th- uh, Phoenix, God of Deception, the card from your uh, pre-release. Uh, thoughts of it in cube? Uh, yeah. I, I don't like Nemesis of Reason either. No, this card is worse. Um, but the card's certainly stupid in regular limited. Yeah. And if you have a mill theme in your cube, then it's a huge thumbs up. Yeah. However, if you don't, thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs down. Uh, Xenagos, God, God of Revels. Uh, okay, so Xenagos is another neat card. Yeah. Right? Um, so it's three, a red and a green for 6-5, indestructible, blah, blah, seven, blah, blah, devotion. At the beginning of your, the combat on your turn, another target creature you control gains haste and plus X plus X till the end of turn, where X is that creature's power. So, like I said, I think this card is neat. Yeah. I mean, th- that ability is no joke. Yeah. Especially I, because you're able to be like, play a creature like, yeah, now when when you play it, if you don't have devotion, it does actual nothing. Mm-hmm. However, everyone, every turn after that, you basically, it's a, you know, new uh, fires of Yavamaya Nouveau, right? Except for that it just doubles your guy's power when you attack yeah. it. Well, if you don't have devotion, even if you have just like a land or elf, it still turns into a 2-2 haste, which isn't bad. Yeah, sure, but I mean, like when you play it, though, it doesn't have, it has zero impact on the board. Yeah. When you play it. True. Uh, I mean, well, unless you have other, if on like, if you have no creatures, it does stone nothing. Right. You'd have to play exactly. That's true. So you could play a po- you could play a pre combat yeah. and then get the ability or whatever. That's true. I'm sorry. I oh, no. spoke. So so you could still do that. Um, but I for five mana. Yeah, it feels like I think it's just a. I, I realize that if it were four mana, it'd probably be too yeah. good. I'm wondering how good it is in like the ramp decks. Like in the big green kind of ramp decks that want to splash for it, like the Thrag Tusk Prime Titan decks, like it's definitely not in like the red green aggro decks. And if you put it in there, you're you are really doing it wrong. But like in the kind of red green kind of Jund Naya mid range decks, I'm wondering how much of a home this guy has there. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I think that's its biggest draw. I think you know, kind of how much you want to devote to that. Oh wow, bad pun, unintentional. <laughs> wow. So I don't know. It seems all right. Like I don't know. It seems it's it's another one of those weird cards. It's like really good. It's like awful when you're behind. And depending on the matchup, like if you're against like the control like the control deck with all the counter magic, you don't really want spells that don't matter. Kind of. Maybe like oh that doesn't matter. It's like, oh, I'll counter this because it matters. You know what I mean? So, sure. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not super huge on this card. I, I certainly think it's neat. I just, yeah. uh, Astral Cornucopia. Yeah, Triple X, uh, weird, um. So, at every point, it's worse than, like, Gilded Lotus, just about. To be fair, the same could be said of, um, Everflowing Chalice. But unlike Everflowing Chalice, each of its modes is pretty embarrassing. Like, no, like with Everflowing Chalice, if you play it for two to get one mana, that's what your deck wants to do. Right, it's just a mana. It's just right, it's just like your typical mana right yeah. then. For this, for like triple... You actually have to pay three to get one mana of any color, then it's Darksteel Ingot, which Darksteel Ingot's a better card. Yeah. You could pay 
six mana and have it generate two, or nine mana and have it generate three, both of those are worse than Guild of Lotus. Yeah, and I think the main... If you're, if you're going past that... What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, your, your game has gone very long. I think it's... it's I don't know what's I going think on. the main thing is that its base mode is pretty pretty bad. Like, three mana for one is not what you want to be doing, for the most part. Even in, like, no, not, m- con- not control decks, mid-range, no. Sure, I mean, this is not... Uh, this is not Lantern. No. This is not Chromatic Lantern. This isn't even, you know... Uh, it's it's not even Dark Stealing it. It's not even good as good as that. So, what are we doing? Next. Yeah. Uh, there's not really much else. There's the temples. So we know. Sure, and if you have the fir- and if you have the first temples, these are automatic inclusions. Like if you have the first set of temples, if you like those as uh, some extra lands that are that are not expensive mm-hmm. to make two colors, then yeah, you can certainly add these, and, and they would be just. Have you um, played the summon cube so far? I have never played them in. I've cube. played them in um, Moto cube, but I yeah. dig them. I, I dig them on uh, in constructed. I remember at a two HG um, playing, you know having no experience, like, so we had, like, I think one of us was mono black, or black something, and then we had one of the black blue temples, and one of friends was like, you shouldn't play that, and I'm like, why, it's new Benalia, <laughs> it's a black new Benalia, that card's really good, and he's like, no, that card sucks, and this, and then, of course, the mono black deck with the, uh, does that, mo- does the mono black deck still play the temples, like the blue black one, for Night Vale Spectre? Yeah, you certainly can. Yeah, I mean it's it's almost for for the most part it's almost certainly worth if you're going to have like the basic of that color you can just for the most part run for slow decks you can run the uh the Ryland run them in there. Yeah. Yep. And as long as it's making and if you're getting use out of the secondary color like for if you were for example the white red one in like Boros Reckoner you you can use the other or if you're playing Reckoner in a same the same theory is with Nightmare Spectre, basically. Like in the red, like red green deck, playing like the white red one, yeah. Right, if you're playing like, uh, right, exactly. If you're, you, you, if you wanted that Boris Reckoner to like your green white deck or something like that, you're still making the white. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. They're they're fine. I, I'm sure they're not that big. They're not that big of a deal. They're certainly not embarrassing, yeah. especially in the control based colors. Yeah. Um, I'd be a little more hesitant in the aggro colors. So like, I probably wouldn't run the red white one. Yeah. Or the red green one. There's the red, um, or red maybe bl- green white or There's whatever. A, but like the blue ones, I feel like are almost. If you wanted them, you, if you want to do incomplete cycles, you can. I, I certainly think no one would blame you for adding the blue ones, yeah. the four blue ones. Mm-hmm. Would you, oh, do you think these are better or, or white? Black? Do you like yeah. these? Do you like do you like the blue temples or the blue bounce lands more? Would you say if you had to? I bounce same lands. here. Bounce lands are good. <laughs> I, I just like bouncing. Yeah, lot. bouncing are good. People are like, oh, they just get destroyed, and you get blown out. It's like, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes like, and then the rest of the time, you're just like, oh, two lands yeah. in one. Do you, dr- do you not drive on the highway because you could get into an accident? <laughs> yeah, right. it's like, oh, no. So I saw somebody get into a wreck, and then I was like, I'm not driving ever again. So, yeah, this set was kind of um, pretty weak. And I think the big problem is that a lot of the cards, they aren't necessarily strictly parasitic. Parasitic cards only work within their specific context, like arcane cards. Like, they only work with Kamigawa cards. And Heroic and Inspired don't. Like, they can use other sets, but they're still really inbred. And this a lot of the cards, there's so many cards taken up by these kind of, like, weak mechanics that it's just a lot of the, there's just a whole lot of filler. Like, 3-1 Heroic, um, you know, that Octomancer, Ornithark, you know, this kind of terrible tribute guy, you know, Bad 
tribute, uh, air elemental slash control magic. You know, some of these cards are kind of tied up through bad mechanics that sure. the set, it really hurts the set for cube. But there were so many good cards for cube in Theros that I don't think we're really starving. We had Theros and Commander 2013. And the set has at least, you know, some non-zero cards. It has Brimas, and that card's stupid. Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, let's let's be honest. This set has, you know, I don't know, four to six cards in it. Yeah. Like, Cranny was saying he had, he saw, like, 15 or something that he's testing out, and I'm just like, I'm trying to think of what. Like, I mean, I guess, I mean, te- I, I can't certainly fault people for testing. Um, but, like, for me, it's like uh, the Lion King, uh... Let me think. The Lion King, Pain Seer, um, Searing Blood, uh, the Re- uh, Nessian Corsair, or Corsair Nessian Corsair, Nessian Wild Night Corsair of Crufix or whatever. Corsair of Crufix, that's it. Um, Kiora, yeah. um, the uh, the Red Green Hasty Guy. The God. The Red Green Trample Guy. No, no, no. Oh, the God. Fanatic, yeah. Yeah, Fnatic. Like, that's what, six or seven cards, maybe? Yeah. Oh, oh, the one that the, the Black Bestow card. Oh, yeah. Herald of Torment. <laughs> There's, I get a, you get a weak one. <laughs> I wasn't holding the pen as a microphone. That's the trick. It's a, it's a, uh, that was a, uh, a, uh, a sick. A sick metal girl. Was. I, w- and, and, and I think I fi- a, a deathbed metal girl. I figured girl. it out. I figured it out, actually. I wasn't holding the pen as a microphone. That's how you get it. Oh, you hold the pen, you're like, right. yeah, that's the power. <laughs> right, right. That you get something the... In there. See, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Punch okay. down. You know, you got to do it that style. you got to bear down. <laughs> well, before, I was kind of, like, laid back in my chair. I'm like, eh, eh, Harold. <laughs> right, no. Got to lean forward and lean into it, and then ideally you can like tilt your head back some. Oh yeah, when you yeah. Say it. And you got to hold one hand up like the Xenagos the Reveler. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. With you know the palm facing up with like the fingers arched upwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to do like the D- Dio used to do a lot of stuff like that with his hands, and I'm wondering. Ronnie James. Yeah, Dio? he would do kind of stuff with his hands. He would be very. I mean, he's Italian. I mean, you know. Yeah, we talk with our hands. I, yeah. I get it. I'm but it's the kind of like where he's very emotive with his hands and stuff like that. I'm wondering if maybe that was kind of a nod with Xenagos. I I don't know. There there are very few metal references in Magic, sadly. There's a lot more stuff. There's a more stuff like Arrogant Worm, which is like there's a band called Arrogant Worms or something. I I still think Advent of the Worm sounds like a metal. It does. Band. It sounds like some like power metal band or something. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It does. Uh. Well, man, is that I it? I think that's it. There's, like, there's a bunch of, like, really... Hunter's Prowess. This is no... Uh, God, this set is so bad. I'm just looking yeah. through it. We'll, we'll just... Uh, we'll just what we can get out of this one, and we'll uh, we'll just wait for the next one. And, and maybe we'll see a neat little conspiracy. Yeah. Stuff out there. So maybe we'll get some... Maybe we'll get some extra cards this summer uh, to, to go into decks, you know, like we did uh, with our Commander product. Yeah. Oh, we so. forgot to talk about a fader, a Seder fire dancer, and how that card sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It okay. sucks. There, there you go. go. Cards a over. Problem it's a probably con, it's another yet another constructed card and not a cube card. Right. Yeah, there's not really much here. It's kind of disappointing, but yeah, I mean, we just. But you know, small set. 
So, I mean, if we get six cards out of this, we're can't be that disappointed. So, I mean, it's still better than Dragon's Maze. Yeah, that's true. So, not that I want to stretch this episode even more out, but there's one thing I want to talk to you about because your your card is Stonefort Mystic. One thing yes. I've been noticing in Moto Cube that's been annoying me, and I'm hoping gets I'm hoping something gets done about that maybe in future sets. But I found that there's a lot of disparity between the really and I think it's magnified in Moto Cube because it's like a thousand cards right now. There's okay. a big difference between the good equipment like the swords and batter skull and like the equipment that's just awful like Manriki Gusari. In a larger cube, like in Moto Cube, sometimes I'll just take Stoneforge Mystic in the second pack. I'm like, come on, let's do this. And I won't see any equipment. And it's like, no, it's a squire. And granted, that does not happen in, like, my cube's 460 cards, and that does not happen. No, and it seldom happens in, you know, 500-card cubes. Either. Exactly. So here's, the pro- so here's the problem with equipment, right? So they made a bunch of them. When they first started, they made a bunch. And, like, only one was remotely offensive, and that was mainly because of limited. Because, like, Warhammer is just, like, virtually impossible to beat in limited. Yeah. Um, and then, so then they'd so they're like, oh, well, you know, like, and none of them really made constructed. So they're like, all right, well, let's jump forward now. Like, let's, you know, okay, we're, we introduced it. Now let's sort of fire and ice and sort of light and shadow. And it was like, whoa, like, and skull clamp. And whoa, like, all right. So, all right, well, we have to kind of come back on it now. So we'll get, you know, a, a trusty machete, which is, like, kind of like the best middle equipment, I think. That's what I feel like. I just wish there were more, like, middle equipment. Like, there's – it's all high or low. Yeah. It's exactly, I'm sure, what you're and the lows And, and the lows suck. The lows are the lows so are bad. Really bad. Like, it seems like Bone Splitter was – I don't know if they considered it as egregious of a mistake, but they're very hesitant to go in that same vein. Like, they never want to do a one, you know, with the same base stats of one to cast, one to equip, and two power. They always try to dance around it. Like, it could be like Silvok Life Staff, where it's like, plus one, and you gain things. Or you can get two power, but you have to pay two mana. And you you get some... Or Bone Saw, where it's free, and you only cost one to equip, but all you're getting is one power. Yeah, or like Shuko, where it's like, you cast it... And you quit for free, but it's only one. And, like, there's a big difference between one and two in, in Magic. Yes, absolutely. And so that's the problem. So then so they step back from it, right? So we just got our trust machetes and our explorer scopes and our uh, landfall one that gives plus two, plus two, which was a, a neat card, but eh, a constructed yeah. card. Uh, and then, well, actually, sorry, we had that. Sorry, I, I, I didn't mention the, possibly the best one of all. You know, we didn't see a whole lot of equipment. We saw, like, oh, Naganata and things like that. And then, oops, we have Umazawa. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the swords weren't bad enough, but now we have this card. Okay, this card's really offensive. So, like, we step back, and then we have nothing for a while. And then they're like, hey, let's do nostalgia. Remember the last time we were in Mirrodin, we had these swords? That was neat, right? Well, here's three more of them. And then, oh, by the way, we're also going to have this card that searches them out. And, oh, by the way, we have Batter Skull. Yeah. And it's like, boom, right? And equipment's crazy over the top again. Mm-hmm. And now we're way, dialing it way back again, right? So it kind of goes in cycles. I am not sure two cycles of equipment being oppressive to formats. Mainly Batter Skull. You know, the swords weren't as big an issue. Um, Blue-Green Sword really never saw constructed play. I think it did in the... Uh, red, think... like, very yeah. little compared to, like, Red-White Sword which, you know, which saw a bit of play after, you know, in the later formats. 
kind of as the, the format developed, or uh, Black Green Sword is very, very good, mm-hmm. um, which saw a good bit of play throughout the formats. And then Batter Skull just sending it over the top, right? So now we have to dial it way back again. I am not sure after two visits to Holy Crapland, I am not sure if we're ever going to get back into even medium equipment land. Yeah. I think they are so careful with it because they now they've twice they've pushed it and bad things have happened both times. First time was Umazawa's Jitta. The second time was uh, Batter Skull. I think Skull Clamp was probably the bigger, more egregious offender. Skull Clamp, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, you're, okay, you're right. Skull Clamp was first, first one. Yeah. But then they knock that, they, you know, they, they chop that off of these, and they're like, well, how about this card? Nope. That card's ridiculous, too, you know, Jitta, so they back I always forget Skull Clamp. It's been, it's been, yeah. <laughs> remember that it exists half the time. And I think uh, with... Uh, so keep going back and forth. You're right. I don't know if we're ever going to get good middle-of-the-road equipment. Like, I, I think... I guess technically uh, Warhammer's kind of middle-of-the-road equipment, too. But it's, you know, middle-trending up. Yeah. I like it more than Trusty Machete. Yeah. I mean, I just want A, like... And that's what I... That's the whole reason I brought this tangent up. Is that, like, I really, in Born of the Gods, or maybe possibly in Conspiracy, I just want another good... Not insane, but just kind of... Like an eighth pick, you know, just like a, a good like workhorse equipment, like Bone Splitter. Like Bone Splitter is just it, it's a workhorse, you know. It doesn't, it's not like super flashy like a batter skull or a sword, but it does the job. Like it just does its thing, and you know, it's a card like it, like your example in Moto Cube. You like you wouldn't see a sword past whatever, and like there's a Manriki Gusari, and that card just sucks, and you wouldn't take it. But like so often, it's just like. I, that's really what I just want is just another good middle-of-the-road equipment. But like you said, and I think that's the thing with the cards like Skull Clamp and Jite, both of those cards were changed at the 11th hour, and they got punished so hard for it. Right. The Skull Clamp one is hysterical because they're like, you know what, guys? We're going to make this card worse. We're going to make it a minus one on the back end instead of like either a zero or plus one. We're going to make it worse because it's too good how it yeah. is. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> And then, and then we had Elfin Nail, and everything. Actually, every deck had it. Never mind. Yes, every deck actually had Elfin. it. And Elfin Nail was the best of the uh, of the three. It was like that Affinity and the Goblin deck all had Skull. I love it. And then uh, Affinity, the Goblin deck. I remember playing the Goblin deck and just being like, "Yeah, don't care about any of these goblins." Oh, because you know what? I draw my Goblin when I draw my Patriarch. Yeah, you're bidding from drawing. I'm going to get them all back in. Yeah, it's like, oh, no, it died. Oh, no, it died. Oh, no, it died. Oh, no, there it goes. Oh, by the way, shoot you with sharpshooter. Oh, no, it died. Shoot you with sharpshooter. Draw through. Oh, no, it died. Shoot you with sharpshooter. Draw through. Like, yeah. Yeah, so, so stupid. Real dumb. Real dumb. Although I'm kind of cursed with, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit cursed with Skull Clamp in the cube. I've yet to uh, to actually uh, XO a draft with Skull Clamp in my deck in the history of my Wow. I, I literally draft that card and like auto lose to something that sucks. Like, so like, you know, whatever. It's it's kind of you know. One of these days, I'll, I'll win. I'll XO with my skull clamp deck, and I'll have broken the curse. Nice. Much like I did with my modern masters. Yeah. Uh, things. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. So. So yeah. All right. So that was that was fun. I liked it. So the the set kind of meh, but yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll take what we can get for a small set, and we'll uh, we'll look forward to the next thing. How's yeah, that? Yeah, please, please some more good equipment, uh, wizards. 
And that's kind of the one of the things I've been thinking about, like, expanding my artifact section. But so many – there's – like, I just want more equipment if I am going to expand. And it's just like, ah, uh, no. <laughs> These equipment suck. Like, sure. when I tried Rune Chanter's Pike for, like, five minutes, it was okay. But it wasn't insane. Like, I was like, eh. But, yeah, uh, Born of the Gods. Um, is that a small set or a big set? Or, no, uh, Journey to Nyx. Should be a small set again. Okay. All right. So, yeah, could be a could be a thing. And we get apparently a Johnny. I think, right? Do you see that picture? Yeah, we should be. Yeah. Right? So hopefully that'll um get another crazy good. I think all of the Johnnies have been good in cube, right? Yes. Yeah, you know, like a Johnny, OG a Johnny, big John or yeah, four mana, three mana, a Johnny Vengeance. Oh my, I love a Johnny Vengeance so much. Three drop a Johnny. Yeah. Also great. Big big Johnny, big cat. Yeah, that card's yeah, so good. So yeah, um yeah, is there anything else you really wanted to add about uh about the set really? Oh, that's it. No, nope, I have nothing more to add and we'll uh you know, we'll just we'll just see how it shakes out and we'll let you know in our next podcast if we have any more uh relevant testing data. Yeah. How's that? Oh Loyal Pegasus. No. I forgot. Do you see that card? Yes. That card. I've no. seen it. <laughs> no good. Okay. Yeah, like it's like, oh this card's cool. Oh wait, no. Yeah. No. It's actually, yeah. Remember Jackal Familiar? Uh, right. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I, I don't know if I was, I was thinking, like, was I asking that question rhetorically or seriously? Yeah, you asked me, you're like, hey, what do you think about the... I had someone else ask me about that. They're like, hey, what do you think about uh, Jackal's Familiar and this new one? And, uh, yeah, remember and that like, card? Uh, no? Sucks? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that card, not, not good. good. No. Not good. Uh, it turns out not being able to attack for two... On turn two, it kind of sucks. So, uh, yep. so, so unfortunately, loyal Pegasus, you you suck. Um, so yeah, I think that that wraps the setup. Um, yeah. So, shout outs. Um, shout. I, I don't know, shout outs to the Magic Show. They did a review, and it's a no good cube podcast. Um, you mean the Magic, Magic Box? Box? What did I say? The Magic Show? Magic oh, Show. Yeah, I mean, they. I don't know if they talk about cube in their recent review with like Brad Nelson and everything. I think I asked Evan, I'm like, hey, did you guys talk about Cube? Because there were, like, two cards that were good for it. But I don't think he said anything. But, yeah, Magic Box with uh, TSG and Kyle. Kyle Eck. It's a good show. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. That's all I can really think of. Um, all right. So uh, where can people find people you? People find me on com every other Tuesday. I do Cube drafts. Um, in, I have a lot of videos in Cube, so I'm just probably going to be doing a lot of videos for a while. And, yeah, I'm probably just going to do that. Um, yeah, I tweet on Twitter, at Usman the Red. Lately, I just seem to be a lot retweeting a lot of stuff. But, you know, it's just, yes, <laughs> a lot of interesting stuff on Twitter. you got to retweet what you find interesting, you know? Right, right, right. Other people have to see it. Can't can't hog it all for yourself. Also, um, probably should have Death Metal Growled Searing Blood, because that's, that's definitely a Death Metal Growl card. <laughs> no, nah, maybe not. Um, but that's about it, yeah. The blog, I'll be updating it with, um, you know, crack-a-pack stuff, and that's about it. And they, where can they find you and, and all, that, all that stuff? Uh, well, yeah, you can find me at Antney42, A-N-T-K-N-E-E-4-2, on Twitter. Um, I'm pretty much Antney42 everywhere, all kinds of uh, uh, you know, posts or, you know, uh, bulletin board websites or whatever. Um, that's usually Antney42 is me, uh, or it better be. Um 
You can also find uh, my writings at uh, legitmtg.com. Uh, hopefully, you guys are checking out the Modern series. I actually wrote the first article went up on white cards. Um, I really didn't get as, as many people who have contacted me separately for comments, but guys, go and check it out, please. Um, I, I really want some help from the community in uh, picking out what cards and what kind of themes we should go with here. I'm gonna make a mental. I'm gonna make a mental note and link to it in the in the podcast notes. Yeah, people, because uh, you know the the whole point of of doing this series was, hey, here's what I think for the first chunk, but uh, you know, getting some community involvement for the rest. Like, which way should we go with this? Did I miss anything? Or, or am I overvaluing something? Uh, I definitely want more involvement. You know, we have enough people who who love Cube now and who listen to it, who uh, whose opinion matters. And I want you guys to go check it out and uh, and chime in, please. Either uh, whether it be through uh, finding me in forums like Salvation Cube Forum or other places like that, or Facebook, or uh, on Twitter, or actually on the uh, comments in the article. Uh, comments in the article work great too. You know, we uh, we writers like to uh, to get click-throughs onto onto our websites. You know, onto our articles. It, it kind of shows our the people who pay us and for for doing our work uh, shows them that our writing is appreciated and that's pulling eyes to their website. So please go ahead and do that for 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 both of us for all the people yeah. uh, who who stuff out. You know, the amount of time we spend doing articles is certainly not commensurate for what we get paid. You know, we enjoy doing it, which is why we do it. But uh, the more that you guys can can put eyes on it and and, and clicks on it and comments on it, the, the better it looks for us and to make sure that we can continue to write and hopefully continue to, to do things that you guys can enjoy. Yeah, so. before, like, back in the day, I wasn't really... That was my soapbox. I, like I, like I was going to say, before I really didn't like articles, like I didn't click on the like button, but lately I just do because, you know, you know it's, a, it's an appreciation, like, especially since, you know, writing takes time it's not a it's okay. definitely not a thing where i'm like i'm gonna write this there have been times when i've just like pulled an all-nighter doing an article and i just like <laughs> right because you know it actually matters yeah. so so you guys should do it so so yeah that's uh that's about yeah. it so uh of course you can uh you know we have that email account too which is uh, mtg the third power at gmail.com that's true that is very true so you can find us there yep. too well, cool, man. Well, I uh, I think there's only one thing left That's to do. That's true. Rock over London. Rock on Chicago. Born of the Gods. Awaken the man. <laughs> How was that? I like it. I like it. Like it's a clap. Right. <laughs> it's a clap. Right. Cool. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I guess we'll. Uh, I guess we'll see you guys next All time. All right. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out.